Welcome to another edition of Mass Mats and Mayhem. I am your host, Justin Harvey. You can find me on the Twitters at JustinHarvey75. You can also find the entire damn show on the Twitters at MMMShow75. Um, I'm joined today by a whole gang of people. But first and foremost, let me introduce to you the Tim Thomerson of podcasts, the Michael Dudikoff of the internet. He is the one, the only Lucha Gringo, Casey Nielsen. Hey, what's up, everybody? You can barely see me on the camera right now, but it's because this face doesn't come for free. That is Casey Nielsen at Lucha Gringo. We're going to have a debate. We're going to have some fun. We're going to talk some Lucha. But the best thing is I'm live in studio. What? You guys don't have me calling in. You guys don't have me not on the fucking show. So the ratings are back up. This was a bad experiment on how low you can get the ratings when I'm not around. But I'm here again. So welcome back, listeners. We should do something to get everyone that just stopped listening to start listening again. Maybe what, you should what are you give talking them about? Wait, well, let me... You're not even on the show officially, Let. Yeah, you gotta wait for your fucking introduction before yeah, you can start chiming in. Yeah, thanks for interrupting me, dick face. I wasn't interrupting, I was talking over you. You had like a whole week... You had a whole week without him to do whatever you wanted to do. Now he's fucking back and you're gonna step on his time? Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I was doing. That's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> fucking terrible. You don't even have your microphone in the right place. Let me, let me fix this for you. Is that better? Is that better? Okay, look. Who the fuck are you? Uh, at Byron Fever on the social medias. Find me on Venmo. Also, um, I'm probably, I think I have a new account somewhere. The I Jan Michael I, Vincent of the podcast. What did I sign up for? <laughs> oh, I'm also, I just signed up for uh, NJPW World. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if you can find me Smart on that, investment. but find me on that. At Byron Fever. It's not Catch a social it. media thing. We can't find you on NJPW. Just link up, link up with me. Uh, I don't know. Oh, stop. Okay. <laughs> Joining us for the second time on the show, but this time in fucking person because we didn't want to do all that lame phone shit like we did last time. Jimmy Five. Jim, what's up, Jim V? Hey, everyone. Glad to be back on the show. Thank you, you for having wave. me. I'm waving on the Facebook video, which no one listening can really see right now, but it's I'm a shame waving. too, because he's probably the most handsome out of all of us. <laughs> hey, Not my thing to go I don't go that way, but I'm just saying, probably the most handsome out of all of us. You can't even see him on the fucking Facebook video. Fair we're, enough. we're hacks. You can find me at, at Jimmy V underscore WCN on the Twitter. That's that's solid. And uh Casey, who'd you bring along? Uh some guy. Cool. Yeah. Moving right along. Uh, no, who are you? Yourself, what are you pal? doing here? What are you, infiltrator <laughs> Hi, here. My, uh, my name is Zach. Thank you for having me on. I have known Casey for uh, too long. A uh, few years. Sorry. Yeah, college. Yeah. Stuff like that. Uh, I'm an MFA. What's up? <laughs> no, I am here because I, uh, I issued guys a challenge. A, a debate of sorts, because I think you guys have been talking a little a little smack about WWE, and I think it's better than you guys uh, let on. And uh, I'm, uh, yeah, this is hilarious. I, yes. I love this guy. This guy's funny. I didn't know you were bringing comedians on this <laughs> show, Casey. Yeah. This guy jokes. I know. Jokes. I'm not here to. Uh, I, I am a fan of Lucha Underground as well. I don't drink the Kool Aid quite as much as you, uh, gentlemen. He has but, been uh, to Ultima Lucha One. Yes. Uh, yeah. I I haven't been back mainly because that place is hot as hell. Dario needs to invest in some AC stuff. They got AC. Yeah, they did. They have it now. And better. he's scared okay. of Mil Muertes. He's very scared. Yeah. 
And it's not like PWG is much better in the oh, AC no. department. Oh, no. Let's be no, honest. Not at all. I don't have to watch myself on TV. Like, yeah, so when you're you going guys... to good wrestling in the Los Angeles area, just be prepared to sweat because apparently guys, none of these yeah. motherfuckers want to cool any of us down. So yeah, Zach goes to PWG shows too. So when you shit on him for being the huge WWE Mark Roman Reigns and John Cena fan that he is, just remember that is that is incorrect. He goes to PWG we'll, we'll shows because he's just waiting for Top Gun Talwar to come back. I don't think most of these people know who that is. Damn, probably you, not. You might be wrong with this show, but that's okay. <laughs> I, I've seen them live a few times. All I right, have. so here's what we got going on this week. This week, we're going to talk about, first and foremost, Ultima Lucha Dos, dos. Part Dos. 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 Double Dos. Double Dos. That's right. A double dose of Ultima Lucha Dos. Dos. Um, a little tiny company that we've never mentioned before on this show has gotten sold this week for $4 billion. That'd be the UFC. We'll talk about that for at least a second. Um, we're going to talk, and we'll talk about some fights too, because there were some crazy fights. Uh, and, and, and maybe we'll, we'll recap a little bit of what we talked about last week with the final deletion and some, uh, sexy star and whatnot because casey wasn't here and i'm sure he's got at least at least one thing to say oh um, very happy yeah, for her yeah it's great that my least favorite wrestler in the company went over so. yeah we'll definitely talk about uh, ufc 200 also the hall of fame some fight week reactions we, we got a lot of people actually surprisingly th- this show is kind of like the home for uh people who love pro wrestling to talk about mma which is kind of interesting, a little niche that we found, but we've got we've got some people who are big fans of both wrestling and MMA, and a few actual wrestlers who might want to say some things about the UFC might stop by here today. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Dude, I hope like... one of the many wrestlers that wants to fuck Byron up. No. <laughs> well, wait, there's more? Well, uh, dude, I think Kevin Cross is plenty for you. Like, we'll see, In fact, let me text Kevin right now and see if he wants to come on the show and kick your ass again. Oh, and uh, Pentagon told me to tell you to stop cheering for him because he fucking hates you. No, yeah. Pentagon and I are buds. Yeah, we double teamed Puma once. Well, you also put <laughs> Wait, us... you double teamed yeah. somebody? That's disgusting. Yeah. Spoilers, you can't say that on our podcast. I know spoilers, we got an explicit, but that's like really and raunchy. Also, you've Jesus. probably put his kids through college with all the shit that you buy. Um, Yeah, that's true. So Pentagon probably does love you. You have like seven Pentagon masks? Uh, I have a healthy amount. I'm not a psychopath. All right. Yeah, you are. He's nuts. I don't think you should follow the word healthy and obsession. No, so. no, no. I have like yeah, one, I, I two. agree. Yeah, it's true. I have like four Pentagon masks. Um, and that's how much I'm going to have. Um, we were going to start Case Fabe's corner this week, but I think that our segment of the WWE versus Lucha Underground, which we are going to do today, people, this will be settled once and for all. Zach's here. Casey's here. They both have some things to say. We're going to give them some time to say it. WWE versus Lucha Underground. Um, we'll see who comes out on top. I have a sneaking feeling that Zach's going to win. Um, so stick around for that. Yeah, so anything could happen. First and Fucking foremost, I'm going to jump right into this shit. Lucha goddamn motherfucking underground Ultima Lucha dose. Uh, I was there for this shit. And yeah, we were all there. I saw yeah. Zach. Yes, yeah, Zach. Fuck you, I Zach. Zach where were you? I was there for Ultima Lucha last season. Yeah, you should no, have been there for actually, this season. Actually, we just finished Ultima Lucha for three. Season, three. season one. I still have my ticket. Season I, it's one. over there on the counter, but I have my seat ticket. 
It's just because you never From throw the anything away. Yeah, I don't throw anything away. <laughs> I found like 52 line passes. And, <laughs> and they always tell you too, when you're walking out of the temple, they're like, oh yeah, I can turn in your line pass. And they're stamped with a date. Like, it oh, does it says you it no on the, good. It says it on the email too, that they, once you check in, they will take your line pass, but they don't take your line yeah, pass. Yeah, I, I like, I, I have a bunch of these things. They're in my pocket. Like I wish they would take them for me because I've littered my whole room with them. And then I'm like, oh, it's a little piece of lucha history. So then I don't want to fucking get rid of it. Yeah. I'm such a goddamn mark. Um, what a mark. Anyway, so, but the the cool thing is, right at the beginning of the show, other than Zach, like, in the fucking intro, I'm seeing everybody. Like, I was distracted that we were even watching a wrestling show, because I was just like, oh, there's Smashley and Jay, and there's uh, Johnny, and there's Vic, and there's um, the redheaded fucking TJ Miller looking guy, and <laughs> yeah, Casey exactly. is there, and Jimmy's there, like, everybody, everybody. <laughs> Everybody. Got I loved how time. at one point during the show, they it looked like they were going to zoom in on me, and they just tilt down to J Man. <laughs> like, oh, oh. Stealing Sorry. your camera well, time. No, this is how much you know J Man is fucking over with Lucha Underground itself. He's a they chill. zoomed into this motherfucker from the hard camera through the ropes all the way across the goddamn ring at one point, and they show them fucking racking in on J Man. Like seriously. He's the only person who's ever been in the temple that's gotten that shot. No, yeah, because no, he's a paid shill, goddammit. Oh, he's a, he's a stooge. Oh. He's a fucking office stooge. <laughs> he's a fucking stooge, isn't he? Oh, Let's that's... put it this way. Their podcast is going to be about how fucking great Sexy Star is this Somebody week. slipped J-Man a 20 <laughs> and they said, okay, right when Stryker and Vamp come out, we need you to react like this. And we're going to zoom in to you all the way from across the fucking ring. <laughs> he's a fucking stooge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Damn. So Are you serious? Their podcast if you're a sexy That's the star, biggest man. secret in wrestling right there, that J-Man's a fucking stooge? Yeah, I mean, it was, a, you know, when they reported in the Wrestling Observer Newsletter that we were all uh, plants and <laughs> um, <laughs> Believer's Backlash, I didn't want to believe it because I didn't think I was a plant. And now I'm starting to doubt my own memory. Have you been to wrestling school? No? I've been to a wrestling school, not I'm, as a student. I'm trying to eat healthier, guys. These are... Um, Blueberries and strawberries. You need things that are Get crunchy. Like Get some there. granola in there. Right. Woo! But I, I got like powdered sugar. <laughs> oh, can I have some? Of that? Also, it's not. It's not too, oh. that healthy. It's not crunchy enough. It's not crunchy. It's delicious enough. That's right. MMM show. Mmm. Mm. You need to get it's some delicious. shortcake in there, man. Well, we've been getting a lot of letters about how dumb that tagline is. No, and because, we need a new you know, one. the denizens of delicious that are the mmm show listeners, they've been contacting me saying that they think that's great and that they call themselves the denizens of delicious. I, I like the tagline yeah. uh, MMM show. We're longer than your other podcast because it's genetics. I like that too. <laughs> wow. I like it too. Wow. It's a long time. Oh, is that, is yeah. that long? Is that, will it's that fit a, on a t shirt? It, it, if I do it in like four or five fonts, yeah, I think I can fit it on like a t shirt. Yeah, like the yeah. shirt. Uh, if you want to. I'm going to fire some shots at that piece God of shit. God damn, shirt. really? Um, you just went right there, huh? I'm sorry, guys. You have too many fucking fonts and words on your shirt. I'm sorry. Is that what that's all about? Yeah. So, Ultima Lucha Dos. Yeah, I'm with Zach on this <laughs> one. I haven't seen that There's shirt. So I'll have to look it up. heat in this room. We're starting to sweat. Holy shit. Anyway, so... Um, I'm sure you're nice people. All right, it's, it's test case fabe time. Okay. Who is in this Gift of the Gods match? And keep in mind, Jimmy's in the fucking room, so if you fuck this up, he's going to laugh at you. Okay, so we have Marty the Moth Martinez. Yeah, that guy. We have Mariposa. Mm-hmm. We have Killshot. Yeah. We have Sexy Star, unfortunately. Right. Uh, we have Sinestro de la Muerte. That's right. Ooh. We have Nightclaw. What? 
You Fireball? Uh, Who's Nightclaw? <laughs> Is I, that? Do they just put? Dude, um, Nightclaw's the guy that we've been watching all of his fucking season three matches and shitting our pants over how awesome they are. God, is dude. that is that Phoenix in a new mask? <laughs> that would be hilarious. Phoenix that would saw be hilarious. Civil War. Was like, I gotta do that. <laughs> and I swear, I feel like I'm forgetting one person, and I am because I only have six. Come on, I'm man, like, really? Who did For I forget? real? You who forgot forget? Daga. I forgot the guy that never wins. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry, Daga. He if, kicked a lot of ass finally. He in was this match. he was pretty yeah. impressive in this match. You oh, know, Daga. Zach said something good about Lucha Underground. I, I like Lucha Underground. I'm putting it on record. Zach we said something good about Lucha. I, I like Lucha Underground. He was just saying how like Roddy Strong is like a better Daga when that is that is shitty factual little boots. statement. <laughs> All right, so here's the thing. I gotta ask the one guy in the in the room that should have All a right. strong opinion about this, and this What's will up? be Jimmy, not oh. you. You've got strong opinions about lots of stuff. Mm-hmm. What do you think of the uh, Panthro Nightclaw Black Panther gimmick? What'd <sighs> you think when you saw it? I thought like, how the hell can he breathe in that mask or work? <laughs> you know, like. How could he do anything in that mask? But good for him. He's able to work in there. But uh, I don't know. See, Honestly, seeing it live, he was adjusting a lot. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Minutes, if you watch right? on television, yeah. yeah, it looks fine. But he did he did mess up uh, quite a bit. We're staring at a Drago mask right now. And that doesn't look like it would be that much fun to be wrestling in. Did they but that doesn't have a snout. Right. A so snout he, he has a part. lot of, uh, there's a lot of visual impairment in mm-hmm. that Panther mask. Did they, edit out, his, did they edit out his botches? Because I didn't notice any. No. Personally. Oh, they no, definitely no. edited. No. It was it was edited, but it was like it was still noticeable if you knew what was going oh, on. Oh, okay. Yeah. But see, all of sexy stars were distracting you from his though. So. Oh, no, honestly, oh, the editing in that yeah, match is so fast. Like I like I, 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 oh, I wonder what he's gonna say when he actually gets time to address sexy star. Well, we'll get there. We'll get there. Oh, it's a, it's gonna be a long haul tonight, folks. Pray for me at home there and on Facebook. Hi. Hi. Um, so, uh, we didn't explain this yet. Um, we're doing this Facebook Live thing, which by the time you hear this as a podcast, if you want to see the Facebook Live thing, you'll have to go to our Facebook page, which is MMM Show 75 uh, on Facebook, and or just look up Mass Mats and Mayhem. Like, can they watch up. the recording of this? You is can go back and yep. watch the recording of the live thing. It's I, we've delicious. never done this before. I have no idea how long it's going to go. I have no idea if you're going to actually be able to even hear me. So if you're on the podcast and you're listening to the podcast right now, check out our Facebook page and go see if this thing even fucking worked and if it's something we should even bother doing again ever. Um, yes. But there's actually like five of us in a room this time, so we figured this would be the time to do it. Anyway, mm-hmm. so the the thing I want to get to with this match right off the bat um, is you, you put seven people in a ring. And I loved, by the way, I love the Nightclaw entrance where, you know, in live when we saw it, everyone comes down. They put their the medallion in, but we really saw the Nightclaw one. He comes down and he growls or something like Panthro or ah, so, sounds yeah. like Bane. Like he, he growled did like Puma. <laughs> I wish they had done that live when we were there. If he had come yeah. out and sounded like Bane live, that would have been fucking badass. Or they I pumped been like, in like damn, who's this guy? Cat wars over the PA system. Yeah, and keep uh, in mind when we were good, there, yeah. we had no clue what was going on. Right? I mean, did anybody know that that? Uh, Fireball was debut. Uh, uh, Flamita. Uh, Flamita. Uh, Nightclaw yeah. was debuting. Octagon yeah. Junior. Junior. Nah, you know. Well, uh, I think that one's the one that's my done. My friend Ramsey <laughs> says, "Been trying to watch the podcast. Ha, huh? my connection sucks on my end. I just hear you guys breaking up. Sick. Thanks for watching. Thanks for watching, Ramsey. Buy our shirts. 
They're they're for for good cause. And we don't they're just have shirts. plain white Hanes tees with nothing on them, so you can get them everywhere. Go to our Amazon.com store. Actually, buy Twitwell shirts. Pay the gimmicks. Since I made fun of them and was so mean. Am I yelling? Yeah, go buy go buy their shirt. Really? Yeah. No, no buy mean, a heel shirt. Well, yeah, Last everyone already heels. has a heel shirt that listens. That's to That's true. So everyone assuming. does have a heel shirt that listens. Buy Vinny's shirt. Vinny shirt, yeah, that still needs to sell a few more. Like yeah. me and Byron have Vinny shirts. Everyone should Vinny get shirts. Vinny shirts. It's a dope yeah, shirt. Birthday's July 29th, just saying. We'll get you a shirt, Casey. God, um, broke people. I anyway, say, I wouldn't say we. What do you mean? We're, oh, fine, then you can get him a shirt. No, I love I'm that. Not, no, I'm it's not. a good plan. Anyway, so um, you mentioned that the odds on favorite kill shot was in this match, right? Yeah. Did he get them all right? He got them all except Daga. He missed Daga. He missed, missed Daga. Daga. I did that on purpose. Thing is, you every- should show more pride. I should sparkly cry it on my ass. <laughs> For me, Nightclaw was the favorite going into this match because everyone had something or someone they were preoccupied with. Yeah, like and shot. also, he looked like he could fucking eat everyone's face. Well, yeah, because Marty fucked with him right off the bat with the dog tags, right? The mm-hmm. dog tags oh. that he wrapped around his dick in his tights. Oh, oh And then he, he kissed him later. Yeah, he did. Marty, God. He kissed yeah. the dick tags. You sick fuck. Yeah. You, you sick, sick fuck. fuck. It's okay. You That's terrible. He used him as anal beads before that. Oh, so. I'm making a choke on my berries. I'm, now I know uh, why this podcast goes like three hours. <laughs> That's what happens. Like, there's notes right here. Like, we could have been through all of this, this already. This is in-depth <laughs> analysis right here. Yeah. Okay, so the the, the actual match uh, started. <laughs> I like Zach. Zach's keeping this shit on track. Zach's like, yeah, dude, I want to talk about some WWE. No, if I you just, guys I don't really get through this bullshit, want to lay the smackdown uh, on, to Casey. Oh, my God. Oh. It'll happen, dude. Figuratively. <laughs> so the match started, and everyone with the more storyline um, uh, thing going on, they all kind of cleared out of the ring and just beat each other up outside. Mm-hmm. But then, well, not um, Killshot though. Killshot was kind of dominating the first half of this match. No, Killshot. Killshot was beating match. up Marty outside, throwing him head first uh, into first, walls yeah. and stuff. But then, so you had Nightclaw and Daga, and then a Sinestro de la Morete. Yes, you got it. You got and, uh, it. You didn't J-Man that pronunciation. Oh, was close. Oh, no. He didn't do much in this match. Wait, Very no, didn't he say, no, didn't he say de la? Isn't that, isn't that wrong? Uh, it's del, uh, del Muerte, no, it's, right? No, it's de la Muerte. De la Muerte. De la Muerte? Yeah. de la Muerte. I don't know. I don't speak Spanish. Let's get him on the podcast and ask him. Well, he doesn't do our podcast. He only does the last real heels pod. Oh no, that wasn't. That was someone else. I'm sorry. That was someone else. Yeah. that was. Yeah. Man, you were just spitting fire tonight. Angry Casey showed up for this shit, yeah. man. Zach got under yeah. your fucking skin already. Nah, I think dude, Casey's I've been up since four thirty. I'm sorry. Good lord. Casey is is nervous about trying to defend Lucha Underground. He's not sure that he's going to be able to adequately do it. Dude, all I know is the stalker Barry Windham is on the screen right now. We're, we got old Survivor with, Series with on fucking right now. great mustache. What year is this? 94, I, I think. No, 96. See, that's why you bring Jimmy to a party. Because I would have been like, fucking Nine, Barry Windham with his fucking Blackjack's mustache. Is that Mark Merrill? Blonde. That's the wild man. It's the wild man, Mark Merrill. Accompanied right. by Brock Lesnar's wife. And he got gold dust. This, is the, this is the Rocky Maivia <laughs> debut. Oh my God! Yeah, it is Rocky. Look at him. Rocky, 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 Rocky Maivia. Right okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, we should have shouldn't watch the it. match. Wasn't smiling. that bad, guys? Come on, it was pretty good. All right, so <laughs> I got. I'm going to say this about seeing this. Uh, we're back to the gift of the gods here. Mm-hmm. About seeing this match live, um, and you don't get the feel for this on TV. And I didn't feel Marty's presence a lot in this match at all. But seeing it live. 
This motherfucker was bumping and selling so fast. hard in the fucking temple. Like every spot, and there was a lot of Marty spots right in front of us that the yeah. cameras weren't oh, even yeah. on. This this sick yeah. motherfucker is taking the most hideous bumps I've ever seen. The camera's not on him. It's me and Casey watching and him. We, we're no, fucking we were talking out, about it man. afterwards. Like we were concerned for him. I was absolutely concerned, and, and I'll, but I'll tell you this: like I gained in this match a different appreciation for Marty the Moth and for what Martin was doing, just in general in this match. Yeah, this was the one where you know you started noticing him. Oh my God! Like the first bucks, of many, the first of many, because yeah. season three he's gonna blow your fucking mind. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't know because I don't talk about spoilers. <sighs> yeah, and you also weren't <laughs> no in town for half of the no shows. No spoiler alert. That's true. You didn't see quite as yeah, many. Yeah, but <laughs> I'm just saying, like, no the, like we had seen some of the 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 kill shot Marty stuff that had happened before this. And it was impressive when you were there, but those guys were just starting to kind of get over a little bit. Marty was still on this half jobber status from the first season. And, uh, oh, yeah, it's Jake the Snake coming in with, with Damien. No, that's Revelations. Oh, Jesus. Um, love it, love it, love it. And I once compared Killshot to Jake the Snake and almost got booed off the show by my own co-host. Well, at least you didn't, <laughs> least you didn't com- yeah, compare him with Bret Hart because they both have... Um, he has very Bruno Sammartino-like qualities. Mm-hmm. And really hairy forearms or something. But so yeah. the match started. The match started, and and so uh, I think of when I, I think of Bruno Nightclaw, Nightclaw, um, Muerte, and uh, Daga, Daga mm-hmm. just were tearing it up. Like they started off, like the match was like its own show, and they started off with the fast-paced cruiser rate stuff. And it almost was its own show because it was half the show by yeah. itself. Because you don't. Yeah. It was, you which was great, but match. I mean, it had all these little moments and these little storylines that played out that I, I I, did feel like I was watching several matches in Lucha Underground, and honestly, I don't even know if they did it as well in this one as some other ones, but at the same time, when they do these bigger matches, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like the same kind of clusterfuck that you get in other wrestling promotions when they put seven or eight people in a singles match. True. Like, um, they, they have a better agenting system in this smaller promotion. Than WWE with their twenty thousand fucking agents. I mean, is that is that what it is? I mean, there's only fucking what, Vamp and Paul London and Chavo, and mm-hmm. maybe MVP was helping out at the time. Was he still around? Well, then? and then yeah, you got yeah, the refs yeah. kind of guiding traffic. I mean, are these guys really deal. that much better at agenting mm-hmm. than than anyone else? Uh, it's maybe? less less cooks in the kitchen. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Maybe there's less you know writers running in telling the agencies that and the other thing and not only that but you have a and... lot less people on your roster that you can just really focus on instead of, instead of spreading your attention out mm-hmm. uh, it, it it certainly works i mean i think the combination of the writing from dj and the agenting from whoever did this match i felt i feel like it was london or mvp or somebody i don't yeah. think it was vamp no because i, I tend to think i tend to think that vamp is the more bloodthirsty stuff and chavo's the more kind of like right. storyline matches yeah i, think I so. love i love vampiro's matches like it's really obvious oh yeah when usually. he does it yeah. and then you're like you get kind of nervous during it usually really... ends with like a cinder block or a window <laughs> or or a chair yeah. or a ladder or a... 50-year-old vampire going through a flaming table. Yeah, well, yeah. he put himself in that one. That yeah, he's one. 49. He's 50 sorry, next I'm sorry. Year. I'm sorry, Vampiro 49. So, Sir. Um, anyway, brother. yeah. So I just, I like the, I like the pacing of the in and out stuff um, between the wrestlers. But um, there were some weird things in this match that I kind of want to ask you guys about. And I'm going to start. Um, what was the first, the first elimination was Sinestro, right? Yeah. yeah, I think so. Is that the Phoenix Splash? 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was awesome. You like that? I love the Phoenix Splash. She hit him right in the head. Yeah. Yeah, he, that was a close Yeah, I'm sure way. Sinestro didn't love that fucking Phoenix Splash. <laughs> well, in here God I thought... God damn, Sin- I thought he fucking killed him. You know, I thought Sinestro so had leveled dead. up and was going to get a little more of a push here. I didn't think he was going to get kind of uh, the jobber status in this match. Well, I mean, that's is what he happens still a when someone status? does a fucking 450 splash on your face. You kind of got to get out of there. We're talking to a guy who's been to the mountaintop, though. I mean, he had the... the trios. He's he a had the trios, trios champion. Which is an important belt. I mean, he's got Katrina managing in him, and but yet she was already preoccupied with what was going on later, so she kind of just sent Sinestro out there on his own this time. Yeah, that's... that's oh. There's a pecking order in the realm of the dead, you see. <laughs> Maybe he should have ripped Mill's fucking heart out. Yeah, he can try. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think that would be smart. Even if he did, he'd just come back with like purple eyes or something. He'd be fucked. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, so Sinestro's gone, um, and then we then this is this is the part where Killshot really starts to take over. And I, I'm here to tell you, like, I was proud of Killshot. I was really rooting for him to win this thing. But yeah. But I thought that this was a good cap off to pretty much what was his debut season. I mean, you saw Killshot kind of come out of nowhere this year mm-hmm. and and get into a, a mid card fight. I'm not yeah, because he was the the card, basically but... doing job duty until he got that vignette. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he was he was not in a good place before before he got the, the had a good match kills. with Mundo. Like that that was a pretty cool match. Yeah, yeah, but still no, but... jobber status. Yeah. He lost. Well, no, he but was this... still he was still grouped in with uh, the Mac and Big Rick, and you're just like, okay, who's this other guy? Whereas the other two guys were mainly familiar with. Yeah, and, and pretty over, and 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 he wasn't doing much to get himself over in that yeah. at that yeah. time yeah. either. But, but now we know more this about season. Killshot than we know about Mac or Big Rick. No, but see, this is one of the things too, and Big I'll Rick's say this, dead. and this will probably go to the debate with with Zach here later. Is that this is something that that Lucha is capable of doing? Here's a guy who wasn't really getting himself over and then they gave him the right promo and the right look and now he's he's over as fuck i mean he's an Mm -hmm. in-ring performer he's more of a worker and where wwe does that in reverse right yeah why you're over and they make you less over which well and (laughs) and they also you know take guys who are not workers and then try to figure out how to get them to work after they get over Fucking prison crush is on the screen. I just love that gimmick. Casey, Casey, stay on topic. Stay on topic. So anyway, stay on target. We were talking about kill shot and and oh, he was this the first time he used? No, he's used that finish. No, that finish is when he started doing this new character with the dog. Yeah, but it's this was one of his better times where he used it. I think the driver. Yeah, yeah, the shoulder because he he picks him up in the. uh, This one looked great. Yeah, yeah, and then it's Ray Buccaneiro's finish. Goes to what? Is it a full Nelson? It's called the Buka Storm, is what and it's then, called. Or he goes to whatever. He kind of cradles their head and he dumps them on their shoulders and head, and it's very dangerous. And it yeah. looked pretty safe yeah. here, though. It looked like a very good the spot. It's like a half Nelson touch. Case fade. Case fade. Yeah. Fuck, Justin. It it's dangerous. Like a very good spot here, though, Casey. It, I liked it this time. He I has it was 38 awesome. confirmed kills now. 38? <laughs> Dude, this one, yeah, I think we could chalk no. this one up in the kill kill column. Because that was pretty fucking vicious. I love that thing. And it needs a name. Like, I was calling this oh, the double finisher? stop the dead to rights thing. But I don't know what you call this one. should be called the fuck I don't your think, life is what it should I be called. I don't think uh, Stryker named it. You know, and I will say this about Stryker in general. Stryker, 
is great at recalling names of finishes, but he has not really done the whole tagging finishes himself thing. He's not really naming a bunch yeah. of moves. Yeah, it's because when he did it for Pentagon, he kept fucking switching them back and forth <laughs> and uh, causing mass confusion. So maybe it's better that he does He it. did that in the same match, right? Yeah. He called yeah. Yeah. The, the same Pentagon driver and yeah. the three up, three down. In the same three match, yeah. Driver, yeah. By the way, yeah. the three up, three down should not be the name of anything. No, because yeah. this isn't baseball. <laughs> Well, I here. Well, here notes for uh, striker. Striker, name some more moves and do them the same every time. Striker driver. Striker. <laughs> striker. No, plus. no, don't name them after yourself. <laughs> striker can run. School's out. Um, so, it, well, yeah, and the cool thing I thought too, and I'm going to kind of skip ahead here, is that Killshot kind of went to set that move up again on Mariposa, mm-hmm. and she turned it into like what some Canadian destroyer ridiculousness, right? Yeah, reverse yeah. Karana kind yeah, of. Yeah, I don't know. Oh it yeah, was, she did a reverse like Rana, a, right? Yeah. It looked more like a destroyer. It looked like a backwards Canadian destroyer yeah. to me. Yeah, but that's a reverse that's Rana, yeah. I guess. Anyway, it was pretty sick. Um, I love. I like. Killshot put a lot into that move. I'm just gonna say it. He, he definitely it's, made it's that work. It's actually more of a Code Red, I would say. Okay. Yeah, I'd go yeah. with Code Red. The Yoshi Tonic, if you will. But I like that. I mean, that's 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 storytelling within the match. Of he pulls off the move, the finisher one time. You see it. You see how it's supposed to work. And then the second time he goes for it, you know, it gets tripped up. And I thought he was gonna hit it the second time, and then all of a sudden it goes into that crazy move, and he gets finished and Killshot. Sadly, Killshot is out. Hmm. Vertebreaker. So now the person I'm rooting to go over is Nightclaw, which I, I was anyway, but I would have been fine with Killshot. Well, Nightclaw, Nightclaw's already out. Nightclaw. Well, he was by the time Killshot went out. Oh, okay. I, I skipped ahead. But skipped Daga's elimination Killshot too. took him out. I'm not yeah. trying to do it in order. Daga. I'm assuming people have seen the show. Yeah. Okay, good, good. The thing good I want to ask about Nightclaw is what you guys, opinion-wise, thought of his performance. If you thought it was ridiculous that he came in and his first debut shot he's doing a spot off the office because oh, i heard some people bitching that you it gotta was... get your shit in man yeah but i heard people oh, bitching cool. that it wasn't cool that he just shows up and he gets a spot like that and other people have been around forever and don't yeah. get to do spots oh, like that well people... maybe they don't want to jump off the fucking yeah. office yeah i don't know man let i'm alone, not backstage just jump off let alone a moonsault off of the office that's, yeah. that's a ridiculous no. complaint <laughs> nightclaw is an incredible performer and even though he's still i think in a certain way up and coming as far as getting recognition he's he's really good like he could come in and you want him to do all of the top stuff that he does you right, want him to show off he's one of my favorite wrestlers yeah i wanted to see him showcase his shit i was excited he was fucking there yeah i know tkd was yeah fuck yeah, yeah i bet <laughs> oh he was going nuts he probably went off he was very going nuts and uh, I tweeted at him just to make sure he was okay during the show. But how the the way they cut around, you know, his botches, you know, which are related to his costume, uh, to me, he was the highlight of the match. And yeah, then they yeah. do all the work, they get all the spots out of the way, and then they get into the, they finish the match, telling the story they've been telling all season. Well, now see, mm. this is an interesting, this is an interesting question too. You know, he's got this mask, and obviously in this match, it was the first time he, he really worked with this gimmick and this mask. Right, because when he did dark matches, he was Flamita. Right. So then the question becomes, like, is this gimmick going to last if this mask isn't working for a great wrestler like this? The mask he, isn't working. Or is he just going to keep the mask and, like, be forced to work through it? Like, this is obviously something that they wrote to have him be in the Jaguar tribe with Puma for some reason. 
But then you get him out there, and this mask is kind of bogus for him. Like, I felt bad. You know? Yeah, like, he, I, I was pretty impressed by him, but the mask, I thought, just looked pretty goofy compared to, like, they have some pretty awesome masks in Lucha Underground. Oh, I fucking but love that mask. I would buy it, it right now for, like, I know you would, bucks. Casey. I mean, I like the mask, too, but, like, to work in it is a different it's, story, it though. It doesn't work. Yeah. Like, if, I mean, I'm just like, saying, if you saw that Like, to be in Howling elsewhere. 7 or something, If he was a cosplayer, cool. that'd be great, but he's not. <laughs> he's working in a match. Look, man, I'm a big fan of some really sleazy Japanese wrestling indies. And I've seen a guy wrestling a way shittier Leatherface mask <laughs> for a, a lot longer. I think he can deal with it. All I right. do. I'm a, I'm a big fan of his work. Yeah. I'm sure it sucks to not be able to see what the fuck you're doing and that, or breathe. But I don't know, man. Aside from that. I've seen, you know, Freddy Krueger. Well, here's hoping that uh, Nightclaw sticks around and his obligations elsewhere have been freed up because of weird feuds and beefs and that we see a whole lot of Nightclaw in season three. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. I really want to see, what I was thinking watching the match was, I really want to see Nightclaw and Daga just go at it. Wait, I just got a Wait tweet a from DJ that Vampiro's on live right now. That's competing with our liveness. Oh, we... everyone's going to watch I... Vampiro. Who goes live against Vampiro? We're idiots. We're idiots. Did you tweet this that? This is the live? longest match recap. That's no, from DJ. <laughs> or you just saw DJ? Yeah. Um, all right, so... so I, I know Casey it? was unhappy with the finish of this match, but you probably no. should uh, yeah? say what bit. happened. <laughs> well, first, That's the first Marty, Marty taps like a year. bitch. We got to use Oh, DJ's doing a podcast right now, and Vampiro called into it. Great. So you're plugging other podcasts now? I'm not going to say what it is. Oh, good. What's the URL? Did I make fun of them earlier? <laughs> no, but they're uh. not as delicious. Mm, no I, one is. I think, they're, I think they're also discussing the final deletion, and they mm. got DJ on there to actually talk about it Delete. on the thing. That's not going to happen. Delete. He won't talk about it. No, I, well, I, well, I don't know. Maybe I'll, I'm missing. We'll talk about it. Go listen to what we had to say yeah. last week, because it was solid. It's a re- it was a really good segment, and the follow up was also All right. amazing. I strongly yeah, I liked mustard. it a lot better then than when I saw it on Raw. Now we're, let's get to <laughs> yeah. let's get to this finish. I'm with Zach on this one. Um, so a very small young woman named Sexy Star makes a very large grown ass man named Marty the Moth. Like three times her size. I'm fine with that. I was just happy to see submission moves on Lucha. It was, I mean, that's a, a deadly, racist. That's a deadly rapist. submission hold. However, <laughs> maybe he was racist. I too. mean, you know the way it was applied. Here's here's my thoughts on the whole thing, and I try and carp carp pen, carpe the DM. <laughs> what are you trying to carve out of your DM? Um, compart. Mentalize. Compartmentalize. That's not. That's not a difficult word, Byron. That's There's a, a lot a of letters and syllables. Word. Anyway, I try. You know, I try and do that with sexy star because I don't necessarily like a lot of her work. I don't like how she goes a in lot? her brain. How about All right, me? ready before any kind of punch or kick. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I do get. And then her while she story. does it, goes. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. Yeah, and I yeah. do get. And like her submission holds are all. They suck, and she's a small person. No, I thought she. So I thought the submission it. hold was actually very credible. This. Yeah, I thought this it looked time. good. It was, I thought it looked no, good. But, it's just like she's so much smaller. It was a little strange. right, and she's at a disadvantage with that. But I thought it was a bad move to have. Uh, was it Daga throw on that Shinsuke um, armbar? Hmm. And then they have Sexy Star do the same thing, but a much shittier version because she's not Daga. And it's like, don't have the really good version. 
five minutes before you show Okay, hers. that might have been a mistake. That but might have been a mistake. aside from that, work. I get her character. I get her story. And this was, to me, story-wise, um, over the match and over the season, this was the finish that had to happen. Okay. She had to conquer Marty and Mary Poza in a match the, where it the, at the same time. Let's, yeah. let's, let's, let's call it what it is here, though. We're putting a belt on Sexy Star, which, yeah. first of all, let me say this. This is why I love Lucha Underground. I love what they're doing with the women here. Um, I like putting a real belt on one of their female stars. It's not what WWE is doing. It's not some division that they have to compete in. Um, this is just, these are characters on this show. They compete together. We all know it's fucking scripted anyway. I mean, there's fucking ghosts and goblins and people time traveling and shit. So you, guys you can write it however the fuck you right want to write it. Which I think is awesome. No, it's a TV show, man. It's an hour drama. I talk about the same way I talk about Game of Thrones, in my opinion. Yeah, the best thing is is that they're treating them like characters that just happen to be women. Yeah, she's fucking yeah. Daenerys Stormborn. Who says she can't be the one to get a couple of dragons and kick everyone's fucking ass? Just because all these other dudes have swords and they're bigger and stronger and tougher doesn't mean that she can't find a way to win. She finds a way to win here, and that aspect I love of this. I don't know if I would have picked her to be the one. Thank you. Yeah, I yeah. will say this. Any other woman on the roster? I would say. I don't this. know if I would Cobra pick Moon? any other woman on the oh. roster. I would pick. I would have picked Taya personally. I, I would think have, that she's more credible in this department. Evilise. I, I would have gone Evilise, especially well after Taya's debut against but, uh, against Cage. Like I don't know how you could have think that anyone else would be more worthy. Right. Like the problem well, with Ivelisse though is she was injured for a good portion of well, yeah. this she season. Won she wasn't match. Able, but if she wasn't able to yeah. work up to this the same way Sexy was. Sexy was the one who was there who could do the work. Ivelisse almost won the title in like the second or first episode of the season. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> so she had but I, and, and honestly maybe this push was originally written for Ivelisse but in the middle of the season she's mm. just not around as much so you get it on Sexy Star either way. But I do again I commend the fact that it's like if we're going to have these women in here and we're going to say that they're on this certain level, we have to follow it through and we have to follow it through to almost an extreme point or else we're stupid for doing it. And I commend Lucha Underground for the fact that yeah. they've gone with some of these storylines and they whether stick they, to their guns, right? They, they're sticking to their guns yeah. and it's still very, very early in the history of this thing. I mean, you're talking mm -hmm. about... You know, other promotions have 52 weeks a year to do this shit and have been doing it for 20 years. These guys are doing it, you know, for two years at this point, And they get to the end of the second season and they're putting one of their three, and they only have three fucking titles, one of their three yeah. major titles right. on the smallest female competitor in their promotion. And yeah, this, one, this title leads sexy star too. This title leads to no, the not. top yeah, title too. Than her. Like there's yes. a lot. This she's is a big, big deal. And this is a proven thing too that from here, mm -hmm. Phoenix was this person last year, and Phoenix went on to actually win the belt. Yes. Right. But Cage did not. Cage didn't. Cage you're not guaranteed lost. to win. Well, okay, you're not guaranteed to win. So then the, the next question coming out of this match, and this will be my last. You're question not guaranteed about this to match, be the person with the belt. Do you think? they could actually go and put the belt on Sexy Star. And would that be a good idea or a bad idea for Lucha Underground? Well, I, I think first off... Uh, you five, cut Jimmy off. I'm he was sorry, about Jared. to say something. Yeah. It didn't look good, too. Jimmy had it like, on the tip of his thumb. Jimmy's ready. like, oh, oh, I right. got it. Jimmy, I have a really good in. thing to say, so I'll let you go first. Oh, and if you God. rip off what I'm going to say, I'm going to be mad. Well, I was going to say that, you know, uh, it's leading up to it, and I definitely see it happening if because of what they've built up so far. And I think if it's going to happen, then it's, it's going to be great for Lucha Underground, honestly. 
Okay, like, so it's gonna that's be, a vote. It's, that's it's a groundbreaking. Vote for it's a good thing. It's a groundbreaking. It's groundbreaking. Okay. I, I think big picture, very big picture, it'd be good for the show and for the program and for a lot of things. And it's something they probably were starting from the very beginning when they started building her character up on like episode one or two. But looking at the smaller picture, you have Matanza, who they built up so much and also you just look how physically imposing he is yeah it'd be hard to take it off of him how how would she beat him i don't you guys, know guys you guys what i the agree fuck, with that bro pentagon is wrestling for the title and it next could, well week. yeah do, well so does she have oh, a better chance against pentagon she, can beat she pentagon. has zero she chance can, against she pentagon. can beat pentagon Wow. She has blasphemy. Oh wow! wow. Blasphemy! Shots take, have been okay, fired on this all, show. I want you to get all these masks. I'm gonna take them home with me in a home that fucking deserves to have them because you said she can beat Pentagon. First of all, I've heard people say that she beat Pentagon before. It was a bunch of fucking bullshit. Mass hallucination. <laughs> look at, look people, what you did, Byron. Look what the you people did. got fucking CGI and made little gifts like this oh, match. You could happened. probably just fast forward forty minutes to shit, get to the end of this. This shit rant. never happened. She never fucking beat Pentagon because I remember I remember him beating her so bad that Superfly even came in the ring to take a closer look, saying, Oh, that's how you beat Sexy Star, because I couldn't fucking do it because I lost my mask to her. Good job, Pentagon. Good job. That's no, what Superfly said. No, he broke his arm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He did before that. You got an opinion? What do you think? Sexy stuff. Oh, I wasn't done. I know you're not done. done. I'm still cutting you off. Zach, Uh, what you got an opinion here? uh, On Sexy Star winning the match, or yeah, I mean having having a major title in Lucha Underground. Do you know which one is Sexy Star? Yes. Okay. (laughs) I I know the roster. And you do understand this is like a money in the bank kind of belt yeah, where you can turn uh, yeah, this I, in. I know what it is. I'm putting yeah, this in better, WWE terms. No, I know what it is. Uh, yeah, no, I think she's very good with her character. Even if she's not like the best in-ring worker, she's good at getting the audience on her side and, you know, rooting for except Casey. Um, so I didn't have a problem with it. You know, I I, I, I mean, uh, of the female wrestlers in Lucha Underground, I think I, you know, Ivelisse is my favorite, but she's doing other stuff. Um, so I didn't have a problem with sexy. I think she's a good underdog, um, you know, and if they're going to have the women, if they're going to have the women competing with the men. One of them needs to win one of the bigger titles, not just the trios belt. So at some point, so I, agree. I don't mind her winning it. Casey, just your, just your overall thoughts without, without an encyclopedia. What of- I'm saying is if the world is a just place, <laughs> this will never happen. Pentagon will win the title next week. But are you in favor of her getting the gift of the gods, yes or no? No, I would have rather seen every other person in the match win instead of her. Uh, especially Nightclaw. But I would have even have seen the shittier skeleton, the lesser dead man, win than Sexy Star. Well, Because I will- it's better to be a dead guy than a shitty wrestler. Oh my god. Oh. Wow, he just puts it on blast. I'm going to say this. I, uh... I really like the finish. I like where they're going. I commend DJ for for having the balls to do it or Roach or whoever. I do commend that. I do. And I just think that this is something that I disagree with these guys on. Yeah, no, look, it's it's obvious that Sexy Star is over to those guys. They really love her. They're giving her a push. They have been for a while. It's it's a good thing for her. Um, it's a good thing for them. And 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 I see the way that the female fans especially react to her and what they like out of it. And I love it. And it brings more people to the sport. I think it doesn't 
it might send the odd uh, Casey here or there away from the sport. It might, you know, the the J. Oh, it won't do that. I'm not fucking. (laughs) I'm not fucking Jim Cornette. I'm just saying, Casey. What you need to realize is that she's gonna be the next Lucha Brock Lesnar. Oh God. Oh boy. (laughs) Did you not see happen. her training, throwing shoot punches and everything? Like, oh, yeah. Of course she won that. That's yeah. She's going to box like she wrestles and get fucking destroyed. All right, we'll get to that. Byron, one. what can of worms are you opening? He's opening yeah. a huge can of worms. We'll get to that one. We still so, got a debate, guys. Let, me, still let, me, debate. let me say this. Um, yes. Um, let me say this. The sexy star, Gift of the Gods champion... I agree with. I wish it had been kill shot. I feel like this was his breakout season, though, and she's been around a lot longer. Uh, I don't know that he has the seniority yet for that kind of push, but I'm hoping for big things for him for season three. Um, I wish we'd seen a little more of Daga and Sinestro here. Uh, I think Daga's super solid. I love that strong style that he's bringing. It's kind of this weird Lucha strong style hybrid thing that I love. And I, I want to see that develop more. But for that to develop more, he's going to need to get more ring time. So I'd like to see that. Those are just my thoughts coming out of it. And it will be very interesting to see if at the beginning of season three, um, right off the bat, Sexy Star gets the same kind of shot at the champion, whoever it is, Casey, whoever mm. the champion might be, mm. to see if she gets the same kind of chance to prove her medal as evil. You know, it, it's funny that you guys think she's even going to hold on to that belt long enough to cash it in against well, the we'll champion. Well, we'll see. Maybe she has to defend the, the, the got belt, the got guh belt. She's going to chavo <laughs> that shit at the first opportunity. All right. Um, mm. So, snitches get stitches. Yeah. Cisco decides to wear a wire for the man. <laughs> what the fuck, hey, Cisco? Hey, hey. That didn't work out. Why are you going to do that? And I'm going to go right from this, and I'm going to talk about the end segment right now, too. What yeah. the fuck, Cisco? Uh, we geez. got these two vignettes, the only two vignettes this week, and it's just like, God damn it, Cisco. Don't you know how this fucking goes, man? Like, mm-hmm. dude, where did you grow up? Does he, did he grow up in the Palisades? It's like a put on. He's not from the mean streets, right? No, he can't be, or else he would have known what happens to pigeons. Dude. Whoa, is this the 1920s all of a sudden? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, remember, remember, he was present when uh, he saw what happened to Bale. So yeah. he should have learned. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. the fuck was he? And then and then his approach when he gets into the office with Dario. It's God so damn it, Cisco. <laughs> what the fuck, man? Hey, boss. He is not a good hey, man. Uh, Gee, boss. I'm Zero yeah. chill. He sounded like Jar Jar Binks in there. We used to go into the underwater city, boss. I feel feel bad for him, and I didn't want him to die. Didn't want him to die. But after watching what he did. Oh, no, it was some bull. He deserved it. He kind of had it coming. Hey, he killed him like Matanza killed his fucking mom. Well, here's what I got to say from this whole thing. And this was the great revelation, if you don't know what the fuck we're talking about. The end of the show, Dario Cueto uh, gets Mr. Cisco coming in his office, asking to be down, asking to help out with the big things that are coming up. And Dario's like, you wearing a fucking wire, you bitch-ass motherfucker? And he yelled into it like Scarface, dude. Yeah. Uh, Yells into it, rips it out, bashes his head in with a fucking bull. And this is the thing I'm going to say about this segment. How fucking badass Scarface motherfucker are you to know the cops are listening to half your conversation, rip the wire out, and still kill a motherfucker when you know the cops are waiting on him to come back? He's and just like, challenging the cops to do something about it. Yeah. 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 Well, like, he, they're going to know when Cisco doesn't show up. <laughs> The next day, like, Dario fucking killed his ass, and he does not give a fuckity fuck fuck. I don't know. There's so already, awesome. there's already so a long list of people who just don't show up anymore, like this Patron guy, this oh, Conan yeah. guy. All right. 
Um, this blue Bale, guy. This I heard, blue yeah, guy. I heard guys. El Patron died of dehydration from crying too much. Let's just say it was probably the best badass moment for Dario yet. He fucking commits a 187 himself, doesn't feed him to the monster, right there in cold blood, murders the fucking shit out of it. Does your wrestling show have a fucking murder on it this week? That's all I want to know. Oh, no, your hey, wrestling Zach. show might have a deletion this week, hey, but it doesn't yeah. have a fucking cold-blooded hey, murder. Hey, Zach, how many blood filters do you think they would put on it if they decided to copy it yeah oh uh well, yeah, yeah, does yeah, wwe no, take risks like that when it's not al wilson do you, th- do you think vince mcmahon was in an edit bay jimmy so remembers like there, that angle or gate there was a used a film vince scratch death filter. angle at one point that got abandoned for uh oh because chris reasons. benoit really happened yeah. i wasn't gonna state it but yeah okay. it's byron's favorite well, wrestler it's cool but so uh, the, the thing about this though is it is very bold it's a very bold movement like to to just have a character get killed and in, in not even your finale the episode before yeah and Cisco if you've been watching the show recently has been totally getting over way more in his matches yeah, yeah. like his last three matches it's yeah. like dude this guy's got some fucking wheels this guy's got some great performances he's stringing it together he's I feel very looking good member. I feel bad Justin because there's this thing that happened um I met Cisco before show oh god. I'm sorry. Rest in peace. Well, I used to go to a lot of WWE shows when I was a kid. And uh, the only wrestlers I met before the shows were Big Boss Man and the British Bulldog. What the fuck, man? Oh, God. So this is your fault? This is all your fault, Casey. All I'm saying is I met King Cuerno before a show, too. Oh, oh God. And that's what we're going to get to next. Okay, so um, my question coming out of eating? this. That looks really good. It's mm, delicious. I had stir fry made. Anyway. Um, so Cisco is gone. My questions are, okay, Dario gets on the phone and says, it's time. It's time for what? Are we finally going to get the limo guy? We better get we the limo guy. We gotta get the limo guy. The limo want, guy's been, I want the cigar It is a total fail. The cigar guy, the limo guy. The limo guy next week. No, you know. I feel like they may have forgotten about it, guys. Uh, you think he called Matanza? the casual audience has. Trust me. When they, the biggest, when they, they have a phone in the cage off. in Matanza. Is there a phone in Matanza's cage? He has a Twitter, apparently. Maybe the, maybe the cigar guy's already been there and the cameras just weren't around that day. Maybe the cigar guy's the awesome jib operator. Or what if this? Yeah, what if the cigar guy's been in the bleachers the whole time, but we just never knew? What if, so it is Casey? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> just saying. Casey's not the He is really guy. close to the office. He's already trying to sneak in there during intermission, too. Yeah. Um, this food is delicious. I want to kill Byron with the bull is what's going on. All right. On. Well, so are we all agreed, though, that it's going to be a monumental fail on Lucha Underground's part if they do not reveal the limo guy next week? Yeah. No. Yeah. Yes. No. no. I don't agree. I, I don't agree. agree. No. You know what? why? Because there's another season already in the can. You guys fucking they, tranquilo. They can't okay? tease something tranquilo. like that like halfway through the season. But yeah, totally I don't think, forget I don't about think it. you can do that, man. You can't tease something that big that gets a reaction like that and then not pay it off before like, the end of the season. Like, they didn't pay Matanz off before the end of the season. Yeah, that's but they your, teased him up some more. Duh. That's your season reveal. And then you have something else start as the cliffhanger. And then Vampiro walking away and dumping his pills and stuff, too. Like, <laughs> I feel like there's which, stuff coming. Which, by the way, I'd like to point out that we all started chanting, fuck the meds. And yeah. if you actually look at the people behind yeah. and next to Vamp, you can they're chanting it, too. Yeah, you but can for whatever lips. reason, we were all chanting Lucha. Yeah, yeah and Johnny Zero. Fuck the meds. It's also weird. Not he, really Johnny Zero. I, I will say, say this. It was kind of weird that he was pouring pills into a trash bin that was... It did not have solid uh, sides to it. 
Yeah, it, w- it was. It was, it was like a graded, graded. It was a graded uh, <laughs> trash can. So basically, he poured pills onto his foot. Well, normally he's just crumpling up the scripts that they write for him and throwing them in there. <laughs> I'm just saying. Which I've seen him do a couple of times, by yeah. the way. He's like, this, every need, now this needs more shits and fucks that they're going to have to edit out later. Like, no, I'm just going to go off of whatever Stryker says. Fuck this. Here, whatever. I'm fine. Tell me if it sucks on, when it's on TV. All right. So um, last question about Cisco. Cisco's fucking dead. Do we think that uh, Lil Cholo... We'll get a chance under a mask. Do we think that he'll be back in some fashion at this point, or do we? He's think that fucking he's... dead, dude. Kayfabe, Jesus Christ. Kayfabe. I like the guy as a worker. Do you think in this weird world of people changing gimmicks and showing up in masks, do you think he can come back? Are you, as, are as you saying that, that he might be a limo guy? Hey, that'd be awesome. Reincarnated as limo guy. Or do you think, is there a chance for him to be reincarnated and maybe you put back together the disciples? Is there there another chance for him? Like he could be the new disciple? I think we need to go to to a couple cinematic masterpieces before we think about that. All right, all right. We'll get back to that uh, question. Weekend at Bernie's one and two? What if he's a mini Matanza? The phone's ringing off the hook. I got to talk about this death match because we got uh, the heels want to come on. Kevin Cross wants to come on. Vinny wants to come on. A lot of people want to go on the show this week. So, Cuerno... Arrow from the depths of hell early in the match. Yeah. That to me yeah. was a sign Into of, the chairs. of utter yeah. destruction, oh. though. It's like, damn, if Cuerno's getting his shit in this early, the end of this match is probably not going to go this his way. I liked Striker. Um, I liked how Striker. I'm smiling that by, about that, <laughs> though. I liked how Striker was using some MMM show uh, analysis and talked about how Mil Mortis's uh, punch is his most deadly weapon and the most deadly thing of all time. Because that's what we were talking about. Yeah. That's the best punch. Straight shot. Exactly. Yeah. I'm going to say this. I'm going to talk inside for a second here. Because uh, the day before this happened, some people didn't quite get out of the way when they should have. Oh. And the day when this happened, if you notice, motherfuckers were moving. Motherfuckers the Red were sea. on their wheels. <laughs> And we were all talking, Jimmy, me, Casey, uh, Josh Pillow, a few other people. We were talking outside very loudly in front of a lot of people on purpose about how when Mil Muertes and Matanza tell you to move, you need to fucking move. And I was Mm -hmm. very, very Mm -hmm. proud to see that moment on TV where the fucking Red Sea just opened up and everybody actually, for like the first time in Lucha (laughs) Underground history, was like, if you're not going to bump, if you're not going to be a part of the spot... Get your ass out of your chair and get the fuck out of the way. Yeah, in this if, match, they finally if you did can't, it. <laughs> even if you can't get out of the way, do your job as a fan and sell that shit. Yeah, that's, those are your two options. Either just you do, sell or you move. Job, you know, just just blade yourself. Like in in, in the <laughs> there's a blade under every chair just in case. <laughs> I love the spots at the top of the stairs with the fucking putting them through the windows and shit. But oh I, I, I was at the bottom of the stairs, right on the right hand side. I was in Johnny's spot. And yeah, we I didn't fucking, see that. I, didn't, I moved. I didn't think it happened. Man. Because when, when that happened on down. TV, it freaked me out a little bit because of other events that happened that we can't talk I about. Gotta yeah. tell you, yeah. I got to tell you, I loved this match on TV probably more than when we were there. Like the tables yeah. took a little bit of time to set up when we were there and we mm-hmm. couldn't see the spot at the top of the stairs with the window. And I think I even told you guys after the show, this is going to look a lot better on TV. You did. Yeah. You, yeah. And you totally called it right. Like, because I loved reliving it and watching it again. Going Jimmy, into the other side. You probably side. had better seats for that one, didn't It you? takes well, a while was, to set up four tables. Yeah, I mean, I sat behind... Uh, uh, J-Man and Smashley on the bleachers. Oh, you row. were on the bleachers yeah. side that time. Okay, yeah, that's right. uh, I sitting next you. to Victor. And the, the second table was in front of me. I know the first table was in front of you guys. So 
I love that spot, the ending with the tables around the world, right. as I like to call it. And it was weird, too. I was pissed because they set up those tables on our side, and then they start working the other side of the fucking ring. And I was just like, oh, this is going to be one of those things where they set up a bunch of gags, and they only do like one or two of them, and then the match is over. And then they're, they're never going to get back to our tables, and we'll just never see it on TV. But, dude, when they were like, when we got to the realization, like, oh, fuck, they're going to do spots on Every single one if of these. Chair, that was when hey, I finally popped. Like, if a table big, goes up in the temple, it will be. Yeah. Like, Unless it's the announce table. And this was a death match. I mean, Cuerno's fucking dead. Like, dead, dead. Like, D-E-D. The, whole, the whole last 12 minutes of this match in person was just the utter destruction of Cuerno. It, yeah, to the point where it got kind of quiet because people were like, what the fuck, dude? Are they killing Cuerno? No, right and now? I made a joke on Twitter about, you know, doing a mis- uh, Weekend at Bernie's thing with Cisco's body, mm-hmm. but it was really Cuerno's body at the end of this yeah. match that was Weekend at Bernie's. It was just Mill dragging around a lifeless Cuerno for at least 10 or 15 minutes. He was brutalized. And that and tombstone was awesome. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. That, like, oh, that was the limp Cuerno tombstone. His arms are dangling as yeah. he gets his neck smashed. No. You know who used to take tombstones like that was Mikey Whipwreck. He did that shit. He's no, pretty good at that. Here's my question, stuff. though. Does this really mean that they're going to write Cuerno out for a while? He looked pretty fucking dead to me. I oh. mean, but we're going into a season break here, so is he just going to, like, magically be back at the beginning of se- next season? Or are they uh, going to actually has, stick with this gimmick? Off, so. yeah. Well, here's the thing. We never actually saw him get his retribution. They built up the entire season between him and Mill. Like, first being kind of a they lackey. Did, they didn't build up the entire season. Well, this this match didn't get that much built. Let's be honest here. Well, he I mean, put him in a fucking glass box in okay. his house. That was yeah, like the last couple weeks. Yeah, that was like the last couple weeks. They didn't build this match very well. No, it, it's been going since the beginning of the season. It wasn't Cuerno didn't want to wanted to cash in the gift of the gods yeah, on, on Mil Muertes. Oh, well, that, yeah. Yeah, it, when I say throughout was, the season, I mean, like, mm-hmm. it, off and on. It wasn't as more of a continuous storyline as it was with And now for us live... It was pretty random too because we didn't see like Cuerno at the end of that processional. Oh yeah, we nah. didn't see that stuff. We, we saw Mill see... attack him in the fucking six way or whatever. Yeah, and, and that's then it. all of a sudden Mill was back with red eyes. So because we didn't get any of the vignette stuff, so we didn't know all this other shit was going on with Cuerno. So nah. then this match to me live you want to talk about random feeling now good lord when we saw this like none of us knew what to think it was just like why are we watching a death match right now and what the fuck are they doing with all these tables i'm pretty sure that's what we were all saying as soon as we walked into the temple and we saw the banner we're like a fucking death match yeah what is going on and why so but it was good i thought it was great especially for this second uh ultima lucha dos dos or whatever Mm -hmm. dos part dos um, I, I think the match accomplished what it needed to accomplish in getting Mortis uh, back on track. This is the second show that's had a death match and then had someone actually die right after it in a segment, by yeah. the way. Hey, let's, They've uh, done this twice now. You got the heels? Call the heels, Byron. Plug your phone in and call the heels. Did they pay us this time? Yes. Okay. Yes. Now we're stooges. Yeah. Hey, I'm, but see, I've never been I've never been the one running around saying that I wouldn't be a stooge or that I'm not a stooge. Like, if anybody wants to pay me, fucking pay me. Yeah, yeah. dude, I'll just take, I like, never a said mask I or something. I don't even either. need real money. Well, I need real money, but, you know, a mask would do. Do you not know how to fucking place a phone call? Call a motherfucker. All right, I was going to text him. What? Oh, text? Look, can, can the audience at home hear a text what? message, Byron? I would read it out loud. Great. Oh, great. Jesus That's going to make for great fucking radio podcast why don't you People ask on the interweb why yeah. don't you ask siri how to not fuck up a podcast piece of shit 
Here's my question though. We're doing um, this Facebook Live thing. Can we say bad words on there? Yeah. I know we, we could say, I know we, we got an explicit rating on here. Um, can you hear the thing ring? Hello? Are there are there he wait, you are there the heels? Hello? No, 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 no. What do you mean no? Did you call him? I called, but what I think happened? he's screening my call. What do you mean he's screening your I screen your fucking calls too. Yeah, yeah. We we still uh, we have another person to call. I know. That I'd much rather talk to. We're gonna Wow. Oh. I'm just playing. We can three-way call. I mean, we're all. Call. This is all going to be cut out too. anyway because it's fucking Byron Bumble fucking around on the phone. I can pretty much say whatever I want I'm right not, now on the Facebook. Page. I'm calling is he him. Expecting me to call? I I I just texted him and I'm <coughs> calling him. The person you are trying to reach has a voicemail box that has not been set up Damn. yet. Damn! <laughs> not set up? <laughs> he hasn't even set up his voicemail yet? Why are you going to put his shit on blast like that, Byron? Should, should Stone Cold leave him a message? Alright, well, fuck him then. I'm going to call Kevin Cross. Alright, folks. Right now, we are joined by, once again, the toll man, Kevin Cross. Uh, Kevin, how's it going? You're on with Justin and Byron, and Jimmy is, is in here too. Uh, Jimmy Five, our boy. Um, what's going on out there in Vegas? Is it hot out there? It's very hot. It's been 110 degrees every single day, and I'm loving every second of it. Wow. Jesus. Are you kidding me? 110? It's nuts. Uh, you know, on East Coast Point, it took me a little while to climatize, but uh, you know what? Uh, it's nice. You get up in the morning, it's about 100 degrees, you go for a nice run. You get back inside before the sun comes out, or you're dead. So <laughs> exciting. And this this is why you're in shape, and I'm a big fat piece of shit. <laughs> um. So, did you see the fights? Did you see these? This. I mean, like, I, I feel like since Ultima Lucha came on TV, I haven't stopped going. I watched Ultima Lucha. Then the next day there was uh, the 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 Eddie Alvarez card, and then the day after that there's the fucking. Uh, ultimate fighter card and then the day after that there's the the ufc 200 then there's the hall of fame and then there's another fucking fight last night i feel like i feel like i've been in a fight <laughs> it's been non-stop combat man i've seen it all and uh i mean it's been a really crazy <laughs> past seven days i gotta agree with you i did watch the ufc fights um you gotta be honest though i caught the tail end of the pay-per-view because i actually had a show that day but i caught misha's fight and okay. I caught Brock's fight, and I caught another fight. I, I'm not recalling. Oh, yeah, it was uh, DC and D Silva. DC Silva. Well, what did you think of that? Now, I, I, that's such a tough one. I mean, that, we're talking about a fight that was on two days' notice for those guys. And, you know, it was a little sleepy time for the crowd, I thought. But what did you think of it? Well, here's, here's the thing that a lot of people won't understand unless they think about it neurotically like I do. But, uh, you know, when... When somebody's coming up and they've got all this momentum, you know, they're just wrecking people like Silva did. I think it was a, a no-brainer for anyone who, who grew up watching mixed martial arts or watched Pride that Silva was going to get to UFC, it was going to be a fucking disaster. Uh, he was going to run through people really fast, and he did. Right. And then he, he surpassed even you know farther what people thought he was going to be able to do. But when you have two severe losses like that um, with uh, Weidman – both to the same guy, uh, you know, it's like, yeah, he had losses after that and whatnot, but they weren't devastating losses like breaking your fucking leg in half and yeah. then getting knocked, knocked out while you're showboating. Um, it's like that guy with all the momentum and that guy that was wrecking people, he no longer exists after something like that happens even once. 
You know, so for those two things to happen, I think it's traumatized his mentality. Not him as a character or a person, but he's not the same fighter. He'll never be the same fighter. Well, and I think that was evidenced in the in the Michael Bisping fight a, a few months back, too. I mean, he lost to Bisping, who he should have honestly outmatched. But in that fight, they looked like they were dead even to me. It was crazy. Yeah, I got to agree with you. And again, it's like... You wonder, is that him being apprehensive? Is he getting different feedback from his coaches? Because a lot of times, you know, when there's a lot of money on the table and you build a rapport with your coaches, it's like whether you feel like you should be doing something else other than what you've been told, right. and respect your coaches, you're going to do exactly what they tell you. And then sometimes the feedback is not what you're seeing firsthand. So, like, again, we're never going to know what the situation was at this point. But I agree with you entirely. And there was that one moment that everybody saw that, it's funny, ironically, more people talk about this than Bisping winning, but when he hit that knee on the cage, oh yeah, and, you know, if there was another three seconds in the fight, that would have been the end of the fight, but I feel like that Silva's gone, man. I feel like he's, he's no longer there. I agree. I agree. And I feel, I, I, I kind of feel bad for DC, but I kind of don't. Like, I think he just needs to embrace being a heel at this point. You yeah. know, people just can't seem to relate to the guy. I don't think that he's a bad guy. I think that people don't relate to him, so they heal him out. And at this point, I think he should just go for it. It's like, dude, you're an Olympian. None of the rest of us are a freaking Olympian. You know, none of the rest of us are training with a bunch of, you know, other guys who've held belts. I think people just don't see him to be as realistic. And then he gets this face pop for, for an MMA guy, which is hilarious. He gets a face pop for a day when John Jones screws up. Not because of anything good that DC did. But John Jones yeah. screws up. He gets this fucking face pop for a day. And I think he was feeling good about himself. And then he gets in there in the cage with with uh, Silva. He does exactly what Brock Lesnar did. And the crowd fucking boos him. I mean, he just can't win for trying. I mean, it was so hilarious to me. I was like, poor DC. Like, dude, you're just a heel now. It, it's, it's uncontrollable sometimes. And I'm sure you know this too. Sometimes the crowd just goes a direction. You can't break them from it. Doesn't matter how you get booked. Doesn't matter who you're against. The crowd just wants to boo you at a certain point. And then you just got to embrace it and like make that the reason people watch you, right? Exactly. And it's the crowd is so invested in the guys that he's fighting. It's even though he's getting the W, in the eyes of the audience, he just can't win. I mean, that's exactly what it is. You know, Koscheck was really smart about this a long time ago. Obviously, he wasn't as successful as D.C., but, you know, Koscheck was getting those fights where he um, was competing against people that the crowd was emotionally invested in, and they just booed him just because he was Josh Koscheck against their guy, and he ran with it. He was like, it's no problem. If you want me to play that role and they'll sell tickets to get me paid, then I'll do it. Yeah. Um, you know, DC should. I agree with you. He should capitalize on it 100%. What do you think of the Brock fight? Uh, the Brock fight, I think, was a, was a total success, man. I'm really glad that he was able to get the W in that. Uh, funny story, actually. I haven't really told anybody about this. So, two Uh-oh, or three days. News. <laughs> yeah, yep. Two or three days before uh, he actually fought, I actually saw him in a yard house. Uh, I was uh, in Las Vegas here. It was at Town Square. So he's sitting down, and I walk in, and I've got a Lucha Underground sweater on. So I see this fucking Hulk of a human being with a cowboy hat <laughs> sitting down on the bench. Yeah, he's big. And I was like, yeah, I was like, he's looking at me. Like, he's staring right at me under the brim of his hat. And I was like, ah, I know that guy. But we're having this awkward moment where we're both looking at each other, and I don't know who he is, so I'm not going to say hello. So I turn away, and I'm like, ah, being stupid. So I turn back around. And then he stands up, and he's still looking at me, and I'm like, oh, fuck, that's Brock. He starts walking away. I had met Brock uh, maybe five or six months ago uh, on the Hell in a Cell loop. I had met him backstage. Right. 
I, I doubt he'd remember it was me. Maybe it was just the hoodie. I don't know what it was. But it was kind of like that that moment, like the quickening in Highlander when the two immortals both walk into the room and they're like, they sense that something is fucking wrong. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, Connor and fucking the Kurgan inside the church. They just know that they're there before. Anyways, it was funny. But the reason I bring it up is because when I saw him and I've been around professional athletes my entire life, I've cut weight before. If you guys saw in person how lean he was, it was very evident that this guy was doing nothing but conditioning. I mean, right. he was extremely lean. He was like, when people lean out and they're healthy, they got like a glow to them. There's an energy to them. And I was like, fuck, I know exactly what he's going to do. It's exactly what I thought he was going to do, what I told everyone he's going to do. He's going to blitz for that takedown. He's going to shoot low and try to cut off the angle. And I'm glad it worked. I'm really glad it worked. And, uh, well, you I did. You called it right, man. You said it here on the show that that's what you thought was going to happen. Um, me and, and J-Man from The Last Real Heels on our, our podcast the week after that, we kind of backed it up, too. I just really felt like, dude, he's not going to take this fight if he doesn't know something that the rest of us don't know. And what he knew was that he's in the shape to just get in there, take survive a couple punches, because he did survive a few punches. Yeah, he took a real yep. good one. Yeah, he took a couple real good ones, which which I was proud of him for, because people have always criticized him for for not having the strongest chin or being afraid to take a punch, this, that, and the other thing. And I, I mean, he got right in there. He did exactly what he was supposed to do. He took him down on the ground. And and I'm going to say this about the fight, that the, 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 the second round wasn't pretty, but I don't think it was his fault. And I'll get into that later in the podcast, and I'm not going to waste your time with it. But I, I have a theory about why that second round wasn't what Brock should have done. But you were absolutely right. That was the game plan. That was the way for him to win. Um, you said that he had been working on his jujitsu, and and you know a couple other people asked me like, why do I think that Brock could possibly win? And everyone was like, dude, you're supposed to be an MMA mark. You're supposed to be the guy who keeps it real between wrestling and MMA. And people are looking at me like I'm an idiot. Like, why are you picking Brock? And I'm just like, dude, I just feel like, you know, he is an MMA fighter too. Yeah, he's a wrestler, but he's got something. There's something behind what he's saying right now. And that's not the kind of guy at this stage in his life that is going to take this fight if he doesn't feel like he can really win. These guys who right. get a bunch of money, they, there's no, like, he could be GSP right now. He could be sitting somewhere on a fucking ranch, driving a four-wheeler all day long and not doing any of this shit. He doesn't need the money from Vince. He doesn't need the money from Dana. He doesn't need the money. Well, he could have picked any opponent, too. I, I agree with you 100%. So for a guy like that to get up off the couch, you know, we haven't seen his ass at all since WrestleMania. Vince couldn't get him up off the couch. Vince, <laughs> you know, Vince ran out of days on his contract for the year. Vince couldn't say, dude, I'll give you a, a nice car if you come back and do a couple TV appearances for him. Like, nothing was getting this guy to move. And then all of a sudden he's like, yeah, I want to take some hits in the face from Mark Hunt. Like, <laughs> this, you don't say that unless you know something that the rest of us don't know. And what he knew was like, dude, he's feeling good. He's finally over the thing, the diverticulitis. He, he really wants to get back in there and show the world that he's still got something in the, in the tank. And uh, you were right, man. You were right. I give you all the props in the world. I, I, you had a feeling about it. I agreed with you. And, and I was really happy to see that win. And, and I don't feel bad for Mark Hunt at all. Like, Mark Hunt had an off day. Everyone knows why he lost. I don't think it hurts his stock one single bit, and it would have crushed Brock's. Yeah, and he even apologized yeah, for I it. Agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I just, I still can't get used to seeing how big and strong Brock Lesnar is and how fast he moves. Have you ever seen him in person? No. Oh, my God. I, I, I met him once when I did a spot. Uh, I was doing audio or something on Ultimate Fighter, the season that him and Junior coached. And when I met Brock, and I was standing next to Matt Hughes, who's, you know, who I've done a bunch of stuff with. 
Matt, you know, Matt's about my size, but but bigger, you know, tougher. <laughs> and then Brock walks up, and I was scared. Like, I wanted to stand behind Matt. I, I didn't know quite what to do, and, like, Brock was literally two or three of me put together into one human being. And he was being nice, he was being pleasant, and still, still, I was slightly scared. And I will say this, that, uh, Kevin, if you and Brock ever do have that quickening moment... <laughs> <laughs> If that ever actually does go down, please, dear Lord, I will pay any price in the world to be there for that. I will. I don't care if it's in an alley, in a ring, in a cage. Like, I will pay $1,000 a ticket for that. I feel it in every single molecule of my body that that match will get booked somewhere, someday, someplace. I absolutely know it. I know it's going to happen. It's going to be a funny story to tell him, too, that that... Like, I, don't even, I don't even know if he recognized me as the person from there or not, but I just... At the time, I was there with my wife, and she's just like, don't you think you should go say hello? You guys are in the same industry. I said, hey, he's, he's cutting weight, and I just ran into him in a restaurant, and I think it would be the longest-winded hello at Do You Remember Me that he really doesn't need right now. The guy's fighting you fucking four days. So. Yeah, you know, it, the, the cutting weight thing, too, and, and a lot of people don't realize that Brock is one of the heavyweights that cuts weight. There's plenty of them that sit around 245 all the time. He cuts down to 265, which is amazing. Like, you know, yeah. people think that, that that fight, they were evenly matched in weight, but Hunt probably actually sits right around 263, 264. He walks around at that. He doesn't cut shit. Uh, Brock cuts down to that weight and was probably back up at like 280 for the fight or more. Um, yeah. Especially with the new weight cutting policy. Um, so, yeah, Brock's, Brock's just quite possibly one of the most intimidating humans I've ever actually laid eyes on. Um, Misha Tate, what do you think about... I, was, I, I did not expect this one to go that way. I did not call this fight right. I will not lie. Amanda Nunes uh, did some things out there that I wasn't expecting. You said you saw a little bit of that one. What do you think of the ladies? Uh, it was really hard to watch. You know, I got really behind Misha Tate. She's like the... Uh... I feel like she's the biggest underdog in the women's sport right now that I know of. Because all the she time. Has such, yeah, man. She's had a really storied career of ups and downs and all kinds of shit. And, you know, finally when she got herself to the big dance and she beat Holly Holmes, which was going to be the next fucking Terminator of the women's division, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's I, – I, I, I chalk it up to this. So everyone knows now that Ultimate Fighting Championship, and I said it before, you know, it seems, you know, from a fan perspective – they monopolized a lot of the revenue coming in. A lot of the fighters, especially the women, I feel are not making as much um, as they possibly could be because they don't have that drawing ability. The fans right. and the people of the world, they're, they're not familiar with all of them because a lot of the airtime is going towards the people that they're already invested in. So therefore, they can't pay them like stars yet because they're not stars. So what you wind up breeding is you wind up breeding a division of starving, hungry vicious motherfuckers like Nunez where <laughs> she, she was like I'm not letting this slip away this may be my only opportunity for another period of time you know for an extended period of time you know she did her homework her, her her camp got together and obviously they studied tape on her and they exploited her and they fucking destroyed her and it was really hard to watch yeah it was yeah. It, and it, it was sad and and this this happens though you know I think you know these people that are coming up they do get that hunger. They do get that fire. It's one of the reasons why I picked uh, Eddie Alvarez to win, too. I just thought that, man, he had something right now. 
He's on a streak, and he got beat by Cowboy when he first came into the UFC, and he was just pissed and hungry, and he was like, I want what the rest of you guys have. I'm tired of people not thinking I'm at the top of the lightweight division. And he did the yes. same thing to RDA that, you know, Nunez did too. And that's this is where upsets come from. I mean, Holly Holm was kind of the same thing. She had been wallowing away. Greg Jackson had her doing, you know, these local events and these smaller things, and you could see her on Access TV or whatever on a Friday night, but you weren't seeing her in the big show. And then she finally gets into UFC, has a couple slow performances, but she was hungry. She was hungry when she beat Ronda. And you're absolutely right about Nunez. And there's some other ones. Pena, um, yeah. you probably didn't see it because you, you were uh, busy earlier in the night, but Pena had a great fight against Kat Zingano. And I think it's the same thing. You know, now she's hungry. So maybe her and Nunez are going to square off if, if Ronda doesn't want to come back and take the fight soon. So we'll, we'll see. That's a, a tough, tough division now. There's a yeah. lot of angry, pissed-off ladies that all want the crown, especially now that they've seen Ronda fall. Yes, absolutely. They all want to show uh, the promoters, and they want to show the fan base that any one of them can carry that torch. And I think right now, um, you know, I, I wonder if UFC ever does these things that all corporations do, and they try to position people for a political move to uh, you know, optimize revenue in terms of whether they go with the American girl that they give those fights to where she can probably win and represent, right. or they're going to go with someone who's bilingual to sell a view buys elsewhere, maybe in Mexico, maybe in Brazil. I mean, Brazil has a loyal fan base. There's so many excellent Brazilian fighters. Do they position Cyborg to get ahead of the rest of the girls and give her the fight that they know she's going to win, which are pretty much all of them, I think, at this point. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Or do they try to give it back to Holly, the American girl, you know what I mean, and, and try to work that fan base? It'll be interesting to see what happens. It's it's tough, too, because I don't think it's going to be Holly, not because she doesn't fall into that category, but because Dana White absolutely despises her manager, I think. And that's a whole other story. And he's not a huge fan of Greg Jackson either. As much you know as Greg has right. provided him champions and whatnot, Greg has been a smart guy and always been a little bit of a pain in Dana's ass. And now that Dana is running the show over there, um, for real, you know, with the new investors buying out the Fertitas, no one can go to Lorenzo and cry to Uncle Lorenzo that Dana right. is treating them mis- you know, wrong. So uh, I don't think that Holly's going to get the, the huge push Per se, but UFC, you know, also, I think they've got a smart business model going right now in the fact that what they'll do is find a way to exploit the market that their champions are in. You know, I'm a Clevelander originally, and UFC has never once thought about going to Cleveland, but they get Stipe Miocic as a champion, and they're like, ah, fuck it, we'll go to Cleveland. You know, right. they, they right. got Joanna Jinjacic. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a UFC in Poland, you know, and. They're trying to open up Asia now for those those you know fighters. So I think the the fortunate thing about where UFC is right now is like, hey, instead of trying to find the fighters that open the markets up for us, let's go to the markets that are opened up to us by fighters, which is super cool. Like companies haven't been able to do that in the past. And believe yes. you me, if they were really going to try to hotshot somebody into a championship to open up a market, they need some more Mexican fighters. That's a huge yes. fight culture. I know, I know Dana would love for Cain Velasquez to have and defend that belt like 10 times in Mexico City, though Cain just can't seem to fight outside of sea level. Um, so Mexico City seems to be a problem for him. Like Denver and Mexico City seem to be the places Cain Velasquez needs to never, ever fight. But at the same time, that guy is a huge draw for them for a Mexican crowd. And, and they need a few more of those too. They need some seriously... 
uh, high caliber Latino fighters that are not Brazilian because, you know, Americans think the Brazilian fighters count. No, they're not. All brown people are not the same. You know, we need some serious Mexican fighters, especially um, besides just Kane, because Kane, even even a healthy Kane is only going to fight twice a year. Yep. They, they need that. So but I agree with you. That's a very, very valid point about Nunez. Um, she was just viciously, viciously hungry. <laughs> And we all saw a huge upset. Well, now, Misha, Misha can't even fight for like six months, is it? Uh, yeah, is it she's eight? on medical suspension, I think, after that Because one. her face is uh, just Because they broken. broke her nose. Yeah, yeah. Her, her, her nose is broken, and I think there was a, cr- a fracture in her orbital or something, too. It was not pretty. Oh, she fuck. got beat up. Yeah, but now, now look at this. If, if that was one of us, not you, Kevin, but if that was one of the rest of us here, yeah. I wouldn't have been at the press conference. I would have been sobbing quietly into a pillow somewhere. I can't see myself... Like coming with the ice bag and the cloth, she comes down to the press conference, and this is a this is a pretty woman here too, who does not care about her image at the time. She's just doing as a fighter what she's supposed to do. She goes to the press conference, sits there, and answers questions with her face blown up. She looked worse than Casey. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, it just goes to show too the, the respect that she has for the sport because Kevin can't hear me, and these guys are giving me shit. <laughs> Casey Sorry. doesn't have headphones. Casey doesn't have, have headphones. headphones. We don't totally have enough headphones. Hi, Kevin. Sorry. <laughs> I hear you a little bit. What were you going to uh, say? Kevin said that he hates your guts, Casey. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, uh, you know, it just goes to show Misha's respect for the sport and the fan base and their sponsorships and endorsements uh, that she did try to show up. She even had some after parties out here in Vegas that she had pre-planned appearances for. She even showed up to those. She honored all Jeez. of her agreements. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. Now that's yeah. that's the true heart of a champion to me. That would do that. That's amazing. Um, all right, so I got to ask you this, Kevin. You were you said you were busy uh, earlier Saturday night. What were you doing? What was going on? I went back to FSW. Uh, we had signed a contract. The owner Joe Falco and I, like I was telling you, we uh, met on mutual terms, uh, common ground, so to speak. Part of what I had asked for when I was going to come back was I didn't ask for more money. I didn't ask for any perks. I didn't ask for anything like that. I just said. If I come back, two things are going to happen. Either one, they're going to put that commissioner, Paulie Culver, in the ring with me, and we're going to have a street oh, fight. Yeah. It's not going to be a, yeah, it's not going to be a fucking wrestling match with headlocks. That's this guy couldn't wrestle his way out of fucking anything. So <laughs> this is this is going to be a street fight. Well, that's only fair for him. Happen. That's only fair for him. I like that. You know, he's he's a, he's an undersized guy compared to you, so street fight evens the playing field a little bit for him. Exactly. And then, uh, you know, the other option is uh, if he's not going to agree to it, if he's not going to you know, show up and do this, then he's fucking fired. Just get the fuck out of here. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's basically that's basically what it is. Uh, I've said it before. I'll say it again. He's very good at his job. He's very good at making matches and he's very good as a public representative for the company. And he also seems to be to- pretty good at pissing you off. Yeah, he's good at pissing off a lot of people. Uh, a lot of the people out here in Vegas want to want to hang him up and beat the fuck out of him like a pinata. So they're going to live vicariously for me July 22nd at the Silverton Hotel and Casino. Uh, the name of the show is Crossroads in honor of me. <laughs> and and uh, it's going to be FSW, and you know we're going to break fucking uh, Paulie Cover in half. That's I got half. yeah. I I got to say. You know, if I'm your opponent, I seriously don't want to show up to the pay per view or to the the event that's named after the guy I'm fighting. That doesn't that doesn't bode well for Pauly. No, we're going to give the people exactly what they've been asking for. He's him and I have been going back and forth for almost a year now, and 
You know, this is just, this is what has to happen. I mean, when diplomacy fails, you know, you have to get your fucking face punched in. This is what's going to happen on the 22nd. <laughs> well, I, look, we're all in your corner strongly, Kevin, but I think what we're going to do is, uh, you know, we're going to tweet out to Paulie some tips to get him through this uh, halfway safely or Take maybe with a smaller hospital bill. Maybe we'll, we'll tell him how to tuck his chin if you know if he's going to land on his back yeah. or something maybe we'll give him a few pointers just to help him along because i'm not worried about you winning this at all i'm just I'm, I'm i'm partially worried for the guy's safety to be honest i'm a, I'm a little scared for his life he looks like well a giant yeah I, I, well everyone is a little bit you know he's got something coming to him this is you know what goes around comes around that's all i can say i mean i'm, I'm not a, such a fucking bad guy i, I have a uh, like a room reserve for him at the nurse available hospital you know his name's on the fucking door already kind of like a, a preset tombstone so i found my way to do all that for him at least well speaking of you killing regular guys i ran a little poll on our masked mats and mayhem page that uh just ask people, you know, like, hey, you heard Kevin on our show. Like, who would you like to see out there? Who's in the world that you, you'd like him to face? We put Cody Rhodes on there. We threw Kurt Angle on there. We threw Jeff Cobb on there. And we threw Byron, our uh, co-host, on there. Hi. And uh, <laughs> luckily for Byron, as it stands right now, and there's still four days left in this poll, by the way, shithead. Don't think that you're completely out of this yet. I'm doing push-ups every day just in case. Yeah, you better keep doing those push-ups. Um, right now... <laughs> And I find this very interesting. The lead is Kurt Angle. Uh, by how many votes? Because I haven't voted yet. Well, then get on the freaking internet and vote, man. Uh, right now, 36% of the people who have voted have said Kurt Angle, uh, followed by Byron and Jeff Cobb tied at 22%, and Cody <laughs> Rhodes in third at 20%. And everyone knows Cody's going to Bola, so after Bola, let's, let's get him in the ring with cross and get him beat up. Um, but, but what do you think about this Kurt angle thing, man? I think that's an awesome name to just, just be thrown around to be bandied about with the, the likes of the toll man. I think it's uh, very flattering. It's awesome. And that's obviously another match that I really like to do. It was funny when the, uh, when the story started breaking a little bit, uh, on the internet, the rumors about Lucha underground and so forth, all the headlines were Kurt angle, Brock Lesnar and me. And I was like, the little kid in me, when I saw that, I was like, that's that's pretty fucking awesome. You know, I, I took a picture of that on my phone, and I just saved it on my phone. Just so, you know, I, it's like a reminder to me that hard work does pay off. And so does beating the shit out of people for others' entertainment. <laughs> that seems to pay off. That seems to pay off. So, uh, it feels good, and I would love to do the massive angle. A lot of people have actually reached out to them about this. This is kind of like a national thing that's going that's going around right now. We'll see We'll see what happens. I know he has prior obligations and contractual obligations and blah, blah, blah. But if he really wants to do that match, then I won't put words in his mouth. But if he wants to do it, he'll do it. So we'll see, right? Yeah, I mean, it, and honestly, to, to all of us, it's just intriguing. And I just, it, that's one of those things where you get the two right guys in that fucking ring. And you just know, you know ahead of time, they're going to bring each other to another level. And, you know, that's I think that's why you're getting that, because wrestling fans see that the wrestling fans that know you. And, and obviously, we've all seen a lot of what Kurt can do. It's just like these are the two right guys that can work a style in that ring that everyone wants to see because we know it'll tear it down. We know it'll just burn the place to the ground. Um, so we want to see that. And, I, you know, I kind of I throw Cobb in there, too. Like, I, I would like, I'd like to see you and Cobb go at it, to be honest. We we have been trying to get that match to happen for quite some time here in Vegas, but 
Uh, that's a Paulie Cobra thing. That's another thing. He's, he's kept the two of us away from each other. And, that's uh, son of a bitch. To... Ooh, I, don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't like him now. It's another, it's another reason why he's going to get his eyeballs slapped out of his fucking sockets. And, um, you know, the, it may happen in California. It may happen in Arizona. But I have a feeling it's going to happen somewhere by the end of this year. So uh, Jeff and I have already agreed to competing against each other. It's just a matter of someone booking it. Oh, well, good. That would be something badass to see. I would love that. Jimmy, you got any questions Absolutely. for the toll man? Uh, you weren't here the last time we talked to him. I feel like he got everything covered pretty much, man. I mean, I mean, we wanted to check in with you about the UFC thing too. I love the yeah. I love the wrestlers that are fans. Like I said, we're gonna have Vinny on a little bit later too, and he's gonna probably uh, he's gonna go off on on the UFC because I know he was glued to his television for like five days straight watching fights. Um, <laughs> But, dude, again, you always have an invitation. Stop by any time. We're so glad to have you on tonight. Thank you very much. Always a pleasure. All right. Oh, what do you got coming up next? What's your very next thing? It's the Pauly Culver thing. When's that? That's on the July, 22nd? July, yep, July 22nd in Las Vegas at the Silverton Hotel and Casino. And then at the end of this month in North Carolina, I believe the name of the event is Injustice for All. I will be competing against Cedric Alexander, and I will be breaking his fucking neck. God damn! Oh. Wow. So, well, you heard. Good it, luck you heard with it that uh, cruiser weight, whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> really, really, really pissed me off. He really pissed me off about a month ago. Uh, there was some sort of comment. I'll try to make it quick. It was some sort of comment that he had made. See, Bill After is running this uh, Invitational, and right. Bill actually hand, he he handpicked me to be a part of this Invitational. He didn't handpick anybody else. He just handpicked me. And the whole entire thing is is for him, about him. He's helped organize this, okay. And then uh, Charlie Hartman had picked Cedric Alexander. They got some comment from him, and he was very snide and insincere. And I know he didn't do his homework. So just out of the fact that he spoke about me in such a cavalier manner, he's getting dumped on his fucking head. And another thing too, Veda Scott was very arrogant and basically addressed me in the same manner. So it's kind of like. That's the direction we're going in. I hope you like head kicks. I hope you like getting socket kicked in your fucking face. Good lord. That's July 30th. July 30th. Okay. Well, this month seems like it's going to be full of fireworks, and most of them are going to be coming from the feet and hands of Kevin Cross. (laughs) Dear lord. Um, Well, I hope for Byron's sake that he doesn't win that poll and and never has to stand across from you in any kind of negative way. Byron's up to 24% right now, by the way. Oh, we, people are voting as we speak right now to make this thing happen. Dear Lord. But I want to see the Kurt Angle thing, guys. Don't fuck this up too bad. I want to see Kurt Angle's neck get snapped. Yeah. Maybe it can be a three-way where it's Byron versus Kurt and Kevin Cross. Oh, sorry, Byron. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, Kurt broke his neck a couple times. Maybe that'll help you. No. (laughs) All right. Well, we're going to go and we're going to talk about this UFC sale a little bit. But thank you so much for joining us again, Kevin. Kevin. We really appreciate having you on. And um, after this season of Lucha Underground Raps, we're going to we're going to be doing like a retrospective from season one. We're going to talk about a lot of the season one episodes. So maybe we'll have you on to talk about some old Lucha Underground and what you thought of season one when everyone was just discovering this product uh, for the first time. That would be awesome. I'd love to do it. All right, great. Thanks for talking to us, Kevin. We will get at you soon, brother. My pleasure. Thank you. Now I want to talk briefly about the UFC sale. You guys heard about this fucking thing? Of course you did, because we were talking about it, what, two months ago, right? Yeah, I think we broke the news on it. That's true. Um, Yeah, I mean, 
so the the things that, that ended up being a little different, it did not end up being four point two billion. They're mm-hmm. now saying four billion is the number, but I believe that is because the Fertitas are retaining a minority share. They're not going completely out. Um, they're leaving the office though. They will not be in control of any of the day-to-day stuff, but they're going to retain some minority ownership, which I find to be kind of interesting. I huh. wonder if they lost the point two because Conor McGregor didn't fight on 200. <laughs> I, I don't know. Conor was hilarious last week when he was talking about, uh, now I know I'm worth $4.2 billion. <laughs> I just thought I got a kick out of that whole You yeah, see the pictures I, I of I him left. standing at cage side just ruining people's views? Oh, God. It's so awesome. It's oh, so, God. So wrong, but so awesome. Yeah, that was great. And he was yelling shit at the fighters, but you couldn't hear it. I wish I could. Well, shit, you couldn't hear him at the press conference either, apparently. Like, fucking Nate Diaz, two days later, is, like, throwing out all his comebacks for Connor because he's like, oh, shit, man, now that I heard what Connor had to say at the fucking press. Like, apparently, he legit could not hear a goddamn thing at that press conference. I but- think Connor sabotaged the mic so he wouldn't get fucked up if Diaz got pissed at him yeah. because he's scared. Um, You know... Anyway, I just the, the whole thing was crazy. It was so weird. So many fights, so much stuff going on. There's a million things to talk about. I'm going to talk about some of it next week, some of it this week. But um, the, the UFC sale thing is pretty amazing. Dana White is staying on in case you live under a rock and you haven't heard. He's going to continue being the president and he's going to retain or get back 9% of the net income of UFC for the next five years. So this doesn't mean that Dana's not going away. Um, and there's still a lot of questions to be answered. I feel bad for the people who work there in Vegas at UFC because they're probably like, am I in or am I out? I'm sure that there will be some people coming in, um, you know, some high level people at Dana's level. And, and they got to make a few changes, but I'm sure they want to keep a lot of the product intact. But, you know, people don't buy shit and then not have a say in it. Like, I know they trust Dana and part of what they're buying is what Dana does, but I think you see now that it was true. Like they're hot shotting a lot of stuff. The Fertitas were not afraid to spend some money. And and here's the other sad thing. Like, you know, I was looking at fighter payouts and go back on my Twitter and look at the, the post of the fighter payouts from um from UFC two hundred. TJ Dillashaw, by the way, is the most tragic of the whole one, even Ooh, though I, he's, I know yeah. he's not a huge thing, but the numbers for TJ for that fight were ridiculous. But everyone's saying, okay, it's worth four billion dollars now, so the fighters should be getting a piece of that. Well, I'm here to tell you, A, I agree, and B, that'll never happen. Because these guys just spent $4 billion. Mm-hmm. After you spend $4 billion, it's not when you go out and try to spend some more money. They're not going to be like, yeah, you can have a raise, you can have a raise. No, the guys who are going out the door who are getting paid $4 billion, they spend the money. They were like, sure, Brock, come on over for $2.5 million. Mm-hmm. Sure, Nate Diaz, who was making $40,000 a, a fight last week, We'll pay you a million dollars now. Sure, we'll pay Daniel Cormier all this money. Like, of course. No because sweat off our there balls. was there was <laughs> Yeah, like, oh, they cut into uh, you know, a million of their four billion dollars. Like, oh sure. darn. Like oh well, they spend ten million of it extra all of a sudden to hotshot some some big fights in there. That's nothing to these guys now. Nothing. They can buy several small countries with that money. It's fucking ridiculous. Um, and Dana White, with 9% of the net, if UFC pulls in the amount of money that they pulled in the last couple of years, will be up there with uh, the highest paid commissioners in all of professional sports, mm-hmm. as well as whatever chunk of change he's getting for this buyout right now. So Dana White is probably 
the richest of all the the sports commissioners. Now, the weird thing about it is Dana White's not actually a sports commissioner. They have the wool pulled over all of our eyes. They're a fucking promotion. He's a fight promoter. And there are lots of promoters who make this kind of money. Mm. You know, Floyd Mayweather promoting yeah. himself <laughs> makes this kind of money, people. Exactly. Um, so, but 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 look at those things. It's just interesting. So the UFC is officially sold to Ari Emanuel's WMEIMG-led group. Um, yes, that is the real-life version of Ari Gold from Entourage that that, that character was kind of based on. And uh, I've met him. I actually worked with him uh, quite a while ago when I was working at Pilgrim Films. And I probably signed an NDA, and I'm probably not even supposed to say this. But um, we did a pilot for uh, this guy who was a trainer down at Gold's Gym, um, the West Side one there. And the pilot was for him, but the people that he was training were Ari Emanuel, uh, Ray Liotta, and Jimmy Kahn. James Kahn. God damn. These wow. are the people we had on the pilot that week. That's fucking so, awesome. Um, and I was a sound guy and story producer at the time. So I was doing both, uh, split detail, kind of like the equivalent of a shooter producer, except on audio. And, you know, my producer is a good friend of mine, Ian. We got this guy coming in the morning. He's like, okay, the first one's going to be tough. I'm like, yeah, why the fuck are we up at like four in the morning for this shoot? And we get there and it's fucking Ari Emanuel. And he's like, I'm not wearing a microphone. I'm like, well, you're, you're Craig Pelagian, Who's the owner of Pilgrim. I'm like, you're his fucking, you're his agent. Like you, you're, you're the guy selling this fucking pilot, Ari. Why? Like you got to put on the fucking microphone. And he's looking at me like, I got to put on your fucking microphone. Really? I got to put on your mic. Fuck you, kid. I'm not putting on your fucking microphone. And it was like, it was uh. seriously, there was a, a morning full of fuck yous back and forth between me and Ari Emanuel. And the funny thing about it was, which I didn't tell him until later, he was actually my agent at the time. <laughs> <laughs> because I was doing comedy writing and a bunch of stuff on the side, and I was actually repped by uh, uh, Endeavor at the time. It wasn't even William Morris Endeavor. Oh, yet. Wow. It was just Endeavor. Oh. Yeah. Um, but my main guys were Bill Weinstein and Brian Besser, who now have their own agency. Um, but it was hilarious because I'm like, damn, that's my own agent telling me to fuck off on my other job. I don't even really want him to know that I'm doing this audio gig because I don't want him to be like, why is some audio scrub being (laughs) repped by our company? Just the weirdest thing ever. But this is the guy who now owns UFC. And the funny thing about it is I'm not surprised because that day he said to me, he was like, you know what? You know why I come down here this fucking early? It's total bullshit, but... You know, this guy helped me rehab my golf swing. I got the greatest fucking golf swing in the world now. I go out there, I play 18 holes whenever the fuck I want. But I got to do it this early because I want to be the first guy up on this whole fucking continent. I want to beat the guy in New York. I want to beat the guy in Miami every fucking day. I'm going to show up to that office until we own everything. And guess what? Now they own the goddamn UFC and they paid $4 billion for it. And that guy is no joke. Um, and so if you don't know who Ari Emanuel is, look him up. His brother, you might know also, is Rom Emanuel, who was the former chief of, chief of staff of the United States of America. <laughs> yeah, during, uh, might have heard of him. And he does, you know, he runs a little city called Chicago from time to time. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, very interesting character to now be in charge of UFC. And he's a very, very big personality. Slightly different than the TV show version, but big personality. And I find the whole thing very interesting. Um, we're going to talk a little more UFC now because uh, it looks like Vinny is going to call Hey, in. Vinny. So let's get Vinny on the horn, talk a little bit more about these fights. I have some questions for him. All right, we might lose Jimmy here. It's, it's, it, Jimmy's got some fun stuff. He, he doesn't want to see this bloodbath. The, the bloodbath is coming. But I'll be able to hear it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
You well, know, Jimmy, you got to, do you have anything to plug that we can put in right here? Um, I'm just going to replug my Twitter at Jimmy V underscore WCN, but I'd also like to plug the other podcasts. Do it, we man. seem to be doing that. We can uh, lazy, the lazy booking podcast. Uh, you can follow them at Twitter at lazy booking PC. Uh, I'll also uh, put up some links on my Twitter. Uh, we talk, uh, a bunch of other wrestling as well. And I believe this week we will be doing a uh, mock draft. Well, they'll be doing it. I won't because I'm here. But uh, yeah, mock draft for WWE since their draft is next week. But this week we will continue talking Lucha. All right. Lucha. Yeah. Thanks for stopping by, Jimmy Five. Yeah, thanks, sir. Brother, always a pleasure. Thank you for being in I'm here. I'm following at Lazy nice Booking you, PC right now. Hello. Uh, hey. Hello. Okay, What's great. Up? Dude, uh, get on some headphones, Casey. Oh, so shit. Talk to, to Vinny here. Yeah. We were trying to get the heels on, too. We had Kevin Cross on earlier. We've been talking fucking Lucha Ooh. Underground. We've been talking MMA. Well, he had a lot to say about the fights because he came on and he predicted that fucking Brock Lesnar win. Um, and it pretty much predicted exactly how it went down so i gotta give my man kevin cross some some credit that was some dope shit i was pulling for hunt i don't i don't even remember what i said what i said about the brock lesnar fight you were right Vinny. that's what you said just remember you were right all right so i'm trying to get casey's levels lower yeah i'm really yeah casey sounds like shit and more than usual <laughs> uh, basically, just turn him down slash off. Oh, hi. Good. That's that's the best kind of case when you turn him off. Here, Byron, I'm gonna go to the bathroom for a minute. Ask Vinny about UFC 200. Let's see if you can actually do something worth anything in the MMA world, Byron. Oh, Are you gonna give me the questions? No, I'm not gonna give you any questions. What? Just ask him. Well, you need to ask him questions. Right. He's your fucking boy. He's no, on the phone. Talk to him like a grown-ass man about some sports. No, I, I can do this. I'll do it. Yeah, like it's like grown men talking about fucking sports. How hard yeah. is this? No, it's like not. Like real yeah. sports. It's not hard. Like real sports. Yeah. Okay, yeah, see if you can pull on. this off, Byron. Talk What's to up, him. Byron? Hey, Vinny, how you doing, man? <laughs> Good. What's up, brother? How you, how you doing? How was the fight? What did you think of the fight? Uh, I thought they were... I'm watching Justin try to figure out how to walk out here. Um, I thought it was. It's a maze of microphones, right? I now. thought it was actually it was not as cool as I thought it was going to be. Um, I was really hoping for a good DC fight, and it just seemed kind of oh, lame. Fuck that fight. And uh, but there were a couple of good knockouts, and Brock Lesnar just looked superhuman. Uh, I think I'm supposed mm-hmm. to ask you what you thought, though. Oh well, <laughs> thank you for asking me. I thought. <laughs> I thought it was, uh, I mean, for what it was, I mean, obviously, John Jones got busted, so he didn't get to fight. So, and, you know, uh, Daniel Cormier, who's a heavyweight that went down to, that has to basically lose a bunch of weight to become a light heavyweight, uh, fought a middleweight who has to gain weight to be a light heavyweight. So we all knew that what was going to happen. Unless for some weird, um, you know, you know, 2005 Anderson Silva showed up, shows up with a, you know, magical crane kick and knocks him out, that was the only way that he was going to win, which obviously 
that is not Anderson Silva. I don't even know when, when, when did he do that? Was it like 2007 maybe? But that's when he had Steven Seagal not... in his corner, man. He yeah, Steven Seagal right, taught that, him the front kick. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. So, but I mean, you know, that was a uh, a young, I mean, a younger Anderson Silva, uh, not the one who had been who's fought like what twice in what two three times in. Like almost three years, four years. I don't yeah, know. It's since he's done this scene I mean, to his leg, this, you know. I mean, yeah. This is this is the, this is the Anderson Silva who's got a broken leg, mm. who who lost to Michael Bisping. So he's not that guy. So yeah. I mean, maybe maybe if he was that guy, he could come up with some magical, you know, crane kick and beat him. But the but and then again, DC is the is the best light heavyweight in the UFC right now in the world probably. Um, so, uh, I, 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 for, I didn't expect much of a difference between, you know, before that. I mean, I, I just love how everyone just keeps talking so much crap about Brock Lesnar and Daniel Cormier going out there and out wrestling all these guys. It's like, what, I mean, it's, it's, it's like, you know, all oh, these, you know, these guys should stop and not take them down and not use their wrestling and instead go for a knockout. And I'm like, well, okay, well then, then. I guess uh, you know Steph Curry should stop using the three pointer because you know I mean, <laughs> truth, <'cause that's, laughs> truth right there. I mean, use I mean, what you know, man. You got to use what you know. Yeah, it's. I mean, I mean, good lord. I mean, if 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 that's if that's your best move, it's like if you if you had if you were like a fighter and you had the greatest left hook in the world, wouldn't you try for that left hook all the time? Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 you would. Well, guess what? These guys are. Olympic, uh, collegiate, you know, Brooklyn is a collegiate division one champion. You know, uh, Daniel Cormier is a, uh, uh, you know, you know, Olympic wrestler. Guess what they're going to do against, uh, kickboxers and Muay Thai fighters. They're not going to stand there in need. They're going to take them down and do what they do best. I mean, it's, it's like all these people like, oh, Brooklyn is, you know, is a bitch. He didn't do anything. What? I go, dude, if I'm, I'm not a good. I'm not a, as good a wrestler as Brock Lesnar. I'm like maybe like no one good uh, takedown, and that's all I will be doing against uh, um, um, uh, the Super Samoan. I wouldn't do. I would not stand. I'll be like, you know what? <laughs> I'm probably. I'm probably not going to take him down, but I'm just going to die for his legs because I do not want to stand there. And yeah, fuck me. yeah. You don't want to get punched in the face and, from Hunt. Are you right. kidding me? Yeah, I mean, there's no, there's no good reason to ever try to stand and bang with Mark Hunt. You're just a fucking fool if you're trying to do that. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's like all these guys are like all breathless, you know, just making just talking shit about breathless. When when they get into into a, a fight and they see a big old dude, what is, what's the first thing they all do is they run and they tackle their legs because they, they don't want to stand and fight. I say, hey, how come you don't want to stand and fight either? Dude? It's just everyone needs to just calm down and, you know, just realize what it is. You know, it's the, you know, the, the you know, you, you don't get mad at, a, you know, at certain teams and you don't get mad at, this, at, the, uh, at the Seahawks for running the ball when they had Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> well, yes, because, that's what that's what their strengths are. They're, they're, you know when when you know when 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 they have when they're playing against a really bad defensive team. Guess what? They're gonna go for the run because that's they're gonna expose them. Well, this is exactly you know if you were a coach for Brock Lesnar, what would you tell him? Go out there, take him down, 
because he cannot. He he's a he's a fighter. He's a stand-up fighter. The worst thing you can ever do to a stand-up fighter is put put them on his back. They they look like they act like turtles. Yeah, they, they have just, no they're clue. Just, they're, they're, they have no freaking clue what to do, and that's what well, that's what he did. So well, but I love that. that was, and this that, that was a, but, 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 but wait, I'm sorry. I don't know. Are you guys recording you? I don't even know. Because, oh yeah, we're yeah, totally yeah. recording you. I guess we're we're supposed to but by law think, tell you that we're recording you. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I just, I, I, just, I just like how Byron's like, all right, go ahead, Byron, go ahead and interview. I was like, all right. Hey, Vinny. I'm back, by the way, now, so everything's firmly in control. No, no, I got this. Yeah. I got this locked down. Oh, no, really well. but, but, he, but, he, but you're like, hey, uh, Byron, go ahead and uh, interview Vinny. He's like, hey, okay, hey, Vinny, what do you think about the fight? And that was it. Like, that's the... That that was that was his like big interview like skills, but oh, Vinny so started I, interviewing me about what I thought. Well, good because somebody had to fucking take control here. We see who the alpha <laughs> exactly. male is in this situation. Vinny, I I wanted to ask good you though, um, going into the like a couple weeks up until uh, I guess a week ago, maybe a week and a half, um, the Cormier Jones fight was really what everyone was looking forward to. It was the main event, and when that went down, that. You know the Cormier fight just became more of an afterthought. Um, what were you What were you looking forward to most after that match got that fight got switched around? What were you most interested in going into two hundred? Um, shoot, I don't even know because I mean that was it. Honestly, I mean I I I think I I think the, that was the first one. Uh, I think. Uh, w- Getting, getting, just getting to see Brock Lesnar, see how he, he was, how he would react in the octagon was probably my second. Probably the uh, seeing how Kane Velasquez would, would do. Uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> and we saw how he would do. <laughs> he did pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just to see how he how he handled himself, I wanted to be curious about that. And then Nisha Tate, I wanted because this is like what the third fight in the third champion in a row. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that we've had no so defenses. Kind of like, there's no defense. So, so now I was like, so I, I was just you know thinking to myself like, man, if if Misha Tate actually defends the title, she might be legit. But she didn't. But now it's like Ronda Rousey, Holly Holm, Misha Tate, and now uh, you know you know the Amanda you know, Nunes. Uh, Amanda Nunes. So it's kind of like, all right, the next like honestly, the first woman champion that. Uh, defensive house successfully probably going to be the number one. Well, this is the best pounds. best news in the world for Ronda Rousey that this happened. This is like Christmas Day for Ronda Rousey because it means now that she is still the only dominant female champion mm-hmm. in the UFC. It yeah. really makes. I'm talking. I'm talking at 135. I'm not talking yeah. about Joanna. Joanna is definitely. We'll get to Joanna because she is a fucking beast. Yeah. But this is this is great. For Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey's sitting at home right now, and now she has options. When it was just Holly Holm, if Holly Holm had held the belt for two fights, Ronda Rousey would look like a fucking moron. People would say Wait she was never. Wait. People would say she was never oh, as good on. as we all thought she was. But now. Hold on. Hold on. Go Wait, ahead. Justin, I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna have to stop you right there because do you honestly think, and I'm not even being like a dick about this, no, no. do you honestly think she, you honestly think she even cares about fighting anymore? That, that's the big that's question. question. Here, here, No, here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. And this will be said for a lot of fighters. What Ronda cares about now is not necessarily the spirit of competition or that, that, that thing in the belly that makes fighters 
who are hungry fight. What Rhonda is going to care about now is her ego, her self-image, her, her residual self-image of what she sees of herself when she closes her eyes at night. And either that person in her mind is going to be everything that she wants it to be, or that person in her mind is going to be something that isn't fully realized right now. And that is the only way to me that fighters that get the money, they get the fame, they get to a certain stage, that's the only way that they can continue. I think you don't see GSP right now because GSP hasn't really had that. When he closes his eyes at night, he still sees a fucking champion. He doesn't see somebody that has something to prove. I think that when Ronda Rousey lays her head down on that pillow at night next to Travis fucking Brown, I think that she, in her mind, is saying... I still have something left that I can do. I think it's the reason why Brock, Brock was able to come back and actually mm -hmm. put in a performance. He had that little thing in his mind that was just like, God damn it. When I was there last time, I had that, like half of my bowels got ripped out of me. Like, I want to go back at least one more time without myself twisted yeah. in knots on the inside, literally, and just see what I can do. And he wasn't trying to be a champion or anything, but I think that when Ronda goes to sleep at night, it's fucking eating her up what Holly Holm did to her. Now, she might get comfortable with that money. She might get comfortable with those movies. She might get complacent with her training, and she might not ever be able to do it. But I think that deep down in her belly, there's that thing that's telling her she missed something, that she has to go back and figure out what she missed, and she has to get it back. Hmm. Am I, crazy? I don't agree with that. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't I don't agree with that and the only reason why I don't agree with that is because you're comparing her and GSP to like a certain a certain amount of people. But because everybody everyone you, a lot of people forget that Ronda Rousey has been training like this uh her whole life. Yeah. So she's been doing judo, she's been doing Olympic judo, she's been training like like this her whole life. And uh and be, and she did it because that's all she had. Now she's now she's like taking three months off and she's going to fly wherever she wants. She's going to be catered at a movie set. And she's like, holy shit, I don't have to get up and do nine different trainings for the whole day and watch what I eat. Hmm. Maybe this is, this is <laughs> kind of good. Cause I mean, yes, if you're, a, if you're a fighter, if you're an MMA fighter, you start off when you're like 18, 19 and, and you're fighting and you're like six years down the line. You're like, okay, this is cool. I keep still doing this. She's been doing that for like, I mean, she was doing arm bars in her sleep, you know, when she was like five years old. At a certain point, you're like, dude, I'm done. You know what I mean? It happened to The Rock. The Rock doesn't want to do it. It's happened to John Cena. Look at John Cena. He's he's doing the ESPYs. He got yeah. uh, he got signed. He, he got signed to do other stuff. After a while, Buck Lesnar's doing it. Look, look look how much he wrestles. He barely wrestles. And even just, you know, even just. You know UFC. Yeah, he 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 fought. You know he's fought. You know he 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 wants to be in the UFC and he, and he went back to be the UFC. That's great, but there's no. He's not like he doesn't want to fight for a contendership. He doesn't want to fight for a title. He doesn't want to fight Ken Velasquez. I tell you, goddamn right now. He doesn't no, do that. absolutely um, not. No, that's not a fight for so, him. No, I think right, he comes back so, and fights like a Josh Barnett or somebody in the plus forty crowd. Like there's no reason no, for him to be no, fighting no, these no, young no. bucks. I think. I, I, 
if, if, if I think if he comes back, I want to see him fight um, Alistair just so he can get that uh, win back. Oh yeah, yeah, um, and but, I think I think he might be motivated for that one. That would be a good fight, like especially but, if Alistair but, but, loses to Stipe. That's a great fight for. Yeah, Brock. but Brock is talking about how he just proved to himself and everyone he's a top ten fighter in yeah, the world. Yeah, but Brock has talked a lot of shit. I mean, Brock stands up there and he says one minute like I'm Brock Lesnar, I do whatever the fuck he wants, and then the very next thing out of his mouth is, oh, and that thing that I want is to go and do what Vince says next month at SummerSlam. Yeah. Like, come on! Like, Brock is still a but worker on that level. That's what I'm saying. But that's but that's why he that's why he did that's why he's doing the UFC because he wants to be, you know, he wants to be the, you know both you know two sport kind of guy. But I just think that you know Brock is just another guy that has been changed his whole life. He's been doing Olympic, you know, uh, uh, you know. I mean, I'm not Olympic, but he's been in division, you know, yeah. wrestling. He's been doing. He's been this. He's been, he's, been, he's the kind of guy that wants to do something, not because he wants to become. Like he didn't, he didn't, he didn't go and they do uh, football because right. he wanted to win the MVP. He didn't, he didn't, he wanted to do football because he wanted to be, because he wanted to do it. He wanted to do MMA because he wanted to do it. He wanted to do, uh, you know, wrestling because he wanted to do it. He, he's the kind of guy that's going to prove himself. You know, I mean, he, like, if he, like, I, I, I firmly believe Brock Lesnar is, uh, uh, is, a, you know, is, is a person. Mm-hmm. The you know the Vikings when he he's you know that the gigantic Viking that comes in the horse and, and kills all the fucking villagers. That's Brock Lesnar. He just came in, into 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 our time and he that's this is what he's doing. You know what I mean? He's if if you know Brock Lesnar is just a born leader and this is what he's doing and he's choosing to do this kind of work. But he's not. I don't think he's gonna you know just like you know devote a hundred percent to UFC. He's not devoting a hundred percent. To the to the WWE, he's gonna do back and forth. He's gonna pick fights that he doesn't really have to train a hundred percent. Like I mean, not a hundred percent, but like extremely hard. Right. Like, even with like you know with you know with Mark Hunt and even if with Alistair Overeem, he doesn't have to train. Like okay, I need to do I need to go and train and you know blah 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 because I need to learn jujitsu. No, he's gonna just do his own. He's gonna keep doing his wrestling <laughs> thing because. It's not like Alistair's going to take him down. Now, if he fights Kane, it's a different story. He's going to have to go and find someone to, you know, to combat Kane's thing. But and there's no reason Kane. for that, man. I just don't. I just don't even see a reason for that fight. I don't know, like, why. You know, it's not. It's not. It's not because it's. Well, I'll tell you right now. It's never that fight will never happen because Kane's not going to take it. Kane will. will Kane will not take that fight because if if Kane beats Brock Lesnar, what's Kane get out of it? Fucking nothing. <laughs> nothing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely nothing. If he loses, he loses everything, though. Yeah, he gets you know humiliated I mean? for like, sure. You know, yeah, he gets humiliated. But if Kane beats Brock again, so what? He's not what he goes one one notch ranking, and Kane doesn't want that. Kane wants to go right. The next fight for Kane is Junior Dos Santos. Uh, you know what I mean, or or Josh Barnett, and then after that, it's the, it's for that title. That's you know what I mean. Maybe have Kane Velasquez. Maybe have Kane fight. Um, uh, uh, God, the guy that just lost. What's oh, Fabricio? Fabricio, yeah, has Kane fight fight Fabricio. The winner of that goes again. Yeah, I mean, Kane uh, is calling for the winner of of Alistair Stipe. Um, but I feel like he should fight Verdum first again. I don't know. Right? Maybe that I think, d- destroys I think, your division. I think I don't know. Should, see, I think Kane. I think Kane should fight. Um, yeah, I think Kane should fight Fabricio Verdum. Which, but that that kind of sucks though, because if then Fabricio wins, then he should get the title again. 
or the Kyle shot again, but well, exactly, and that's tough. And and look, Stipe is my boy, so I I'm totally biased in the whole thing. I want Stipe to have the easiest he, road to keeping why, the belt he, forever. Why, well, oh yeah, I forgot because you're a Cleveland boy. That's right. right. That's he was our first champion mother. before the Cavs okay. even. I got to give you Stipe some love. You're <laughs> getting Vinny heated. Hey, right look, now. you'll have your moment in the sun, Mr. NorCal. You got yeah, your late Diaz Yeah, when fucking fight Diaz coming. kills Connor again, right, Vinny? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Hey, Vinny, do you, do you follow basketball, by the way? Yes, I follow basketball. Right, do you have a team? Yes, the Warriors. Oh, that that's interesting. That that is interesting. They they did pretty good this year. They had they were yeah, one they were of really the best re- they were the best regular season team of all time, Byron. That's what really, are you implying? That's really commendable. That is commendable. I just I, I noticed a little bit of hostility more than usual in Vinny's voice talking to you when he remembered you're from Cleveland. What what are you trying to imply that the Cavaliers are better than the Golden State Warriors, Byron? I just I just think there might be a little bit of a edge between you two over geographical basketball situations. Look, I love my Cavaliers, and I'm sure Vinny loves his Golden State Warriors, and they beat us the last time, so you know. It's all good. I I just love I just love sports in general. Everything every you know what I mean. Just everything is. Uh, I don't know. I just there's you know and basketball ends and there's you know there's soccer. You know what I mean. It's now, now there's base, you know, baseball is the second second all you know the all star game's over. So now second second part of baseball starts. So well, and know, look, I'm the like, exciting thing is we actually got Byron to talk about some real sports for a minute, which is amazing. Hockey. Let's talk about hockey. Let's not talk about hockey. Oh. Let's not talk about hockey. Hockey season's done. It's the best sport. No, but seriously, Vinny, it was hockey crazy. Hockey started? Really? No, it hasn't started yet. <laughs> Last week was crazy. Having all You're those fucking fights, like Lucha Underground, Ultima Lucha Dose was on Wednesday. Then you go right into the Eddie Alvarez card. Then you go into the Tough card. Then you go into UFC 200. Then you have the Hall of Fame on Sunday. And then we're like right back to another Ultima Lucha. <laughs> I know. And that, another fucking a, huge fight. Uh, it was it crazy. Was Oh, and then the, the the cruiserweight classic. I don't know if you if you guys watched that. Oh, I we, watched that. That was pretty awesome. What'd you think about it? Tell, it? I haven't seen it yet. Tell me, tell me what you thought. We were going to watch it over here at Byron's tonight because he's got the network up on the big screen, but we haven't gotten to it yet. Yeah, I I, I watched. I, I just watched it. It was like the first one was uh, with four matches. Uh, so, you know, some some parts were good. Some parts were you know you can tell the guys who were some of the guys were a little green, but I I like it. I just like the fact that they're giving. They're not, you know, they're, uh, they're they're actually changing. You know what I mean? It's right. they're, they're let, you know, they're they're they're. It's not it's not the machine anymore. It's not, it's not the WWE machine where it's like, oh, you know, they're just it's you know, it's, it's guys. Only guys that, that have made a name from the in the WWE are the ones to get over. It's like you know, they're they're letting guys from Japan get over. So I kind of like that. And uh, I well, mean, but are they know, doing it? I mean, it is still just on network. I mean, is this really enough of a thing? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, what what do you expect them to do? You know what I mean? It's it's you know what I mean? It's it, it's their network, so they gotta you know. I, I mean, if they got some money, you know, do it. I mean, it's just like the UFC has, uh, you know, um, the you know the UFC has uh, jujitsu uh, tournaments. You know what I mean? They, so True. it's you know what I mean on, on their fight pass. It's like you know. Yeah, they got the Eddie Bravo just, Invitational now, which is definitely exactly, worth checking yeah. out if you guys haven't watched it before. I mean, exactly. I mean, I, I'm I wouldn't be surprised if a year from now the fight cast starts showing like old pride, you know, stuff. I, I don't even they know. They are. They, do it right they now. got they got old um, pride go. and and there you go. I mean, you have and everything on there. Um, you, I mean, UFC does the same thing. You know, Netflix. You know, it's just 
because that the, honestly the cable you know dish all that stuff that you know, I'm sure in about five years it's all going to go away and it's all going to everyone's just going to have Netflix dish and fire sticks that's all it's going to be pretty much hey I'm getting there myself man all right so I got to ask you about Frankie and Jose um this fight to me should have been the headliner by the way but it's not for a real fucking belt because Connor's tying the shit up still. So, I mean, everyone said, like, I don't think that this was old Jose fully back yet, but it was enough old Jose to make a difference in this fight. What did you think about this thing? Well, I don't I don't know, because Frankie's the same. The only thing I, I, I don't like, uh, I, I it's, it's hard to tell because, Frankie fights the same way every single every single time. Right, right. Like he doesn't. Like he's not gonna. You know what I mean? Like it. I mean. I mean. It's hard to tell. Like I. I want to see Jose fight someone completely. You know, different. I want to see him fight Connor. Uh, you know, I want to see him fight. Um. You know, just somebody different. That's someone a, with a different. I agree, man. And that's the thing. Style. That's a shame about this too, because if Frankie actually ever does get a chance to fight Connor. That's a good fight for Frankie. And sadly, Jose is not a good fight for Frankie. And Jose is one of like the four guys out there that can beat Frankie. And poor Frankie is not getting a chance to get to these other fucking guys. But that's the thing because everyone, the the Jose Aldo kind of, kind of, you know, recipe to beat beat him is to move forward and, and you be the attacker. Um, and you know, I, you know, I think Frankie was trying to do that, but he, I guess, you know, he didn't do it enough because he, you know, he went back to his old ways. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But you know, you you can't, you know, I mean, I mean, look, I mean, look what Jose, you know, did to, you know, to guys like Uriah Faber. You know, they, he picked him apart, and that's what, you know, that's that's you can't fight like that. And unfortunately, Frankie Edgar kind of fights a little bit close to Uriah Faber style, but. I don't know. I think I think Cub Swanson will be. I want. I wouldn't mind seeing how Jose fight Cub Swanson. Um, you know, I. I think, but honestly, I, right now I think I think Connor's got to you know get off his ass and. Well, we'll know. see. I mean, your boy Nate's got to got to deal with him first, and I think I think if Connor loses, no, 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 no. no. Actually, he doesn't have to deal with them. No, he will it's deal with him. Right. It, it, it it's the other way around. Connor is the one that has to deal with him now. And it's going to be interesting to see how Connor reacts when he's the one on the bottom, the one that has to fight up and tell the people, yes, I know I got beat last time, but I'm just going to keep talking shit. And people are going to be like, wait a minute, you're talking <laughs> all this shit. You're still talking 100%, 100% shit to Nate Diaz. But you got beat last time. I wonder, I wonder what people are going to think about him. I wonder, I wonder if he's going to be humble. I wonder if he's going to say anything different. I don't think he's going to need to because his dance card's going to stay full for at least a couple years before he fades. Even if he loses the next four fights in a row, I think he's going to stay the hot ticket. So I think he is going to keep talking shit. No, no, but that's that's what. But I'm no. I know he's going to. I know. I know he's going to do. I know he's going to keep talking shit. I'm just wondering how the people are going to react there because you know, there's 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 one thing when a you know when a shit talker is you know talking shit about yeah I'm going to kick his ass and then he does it. It's like okay, well whatever. But he, he, how can a shit talker talk shit when he got beat up by the same guy that he's talking shit about? Well, I, I'll I'll tell you how he's gonna just have to go more heel. He's just not gonna have the support of everyone like he used to. All those people well, that great. love him, a lot of them are gonna start to hate him. But I'll tell you what they're not gonna do. They're not gonna be indifferent. 
they're gonna fucking either love him because he's doing shit he's talking shit and backing it up or they're gonna fucking hate him because he's talking shit and can't back it up but it's not gonna be anywhere in between and that's gonna make the man a lot of money in the next two or three years i think if he loses to nate which is a strong possibility that he's still got the jose fight he just goes and fights jose immediately you know, and then that's another big fight. And I think if he loses to Jose, he goes and fights Joe Duffy, this guy who's gotten win on him early in his career. And that's a huge fight for no reason. I think that the, the guy's got such a clear path, even losing to at least three or four more huge fights that there's no reason for him to stop doing the dumb shit that he's doing. And then if he wins, God damn, if he beats fucking Nate Diaz in that next fight, he can name his fucking price. He can, he, he'll never fight Jose if he doesn't want to. He can go fight GSP. He might go fight Robbie Lawler. He can certainly go fight Eddie Alvarez, who's already called him out. It's a crazy wow, path for this That'll kid. Be fun. Yeah, I mean, like, look, he's got champions in other divisions calling him out. Like, normally the champion is like, that dude doesn't rate. He's a 145er doing some dumb shit and lost his last fight. That guy can't talk to me. No. Instead, Eddie Alvarez wins the fucking belt, and he's like, I want Conor McGregor. Give me an easy night against that dumb fuck. I want to shut him up. He's talking shit about 155ers and how he can come beat us up. Bring him on. I'll fight him tomorrow. Like, how fucking lucky is Conor goddamn McGregor? Lucky son of a bitch. He's got champs in, like, different weight classes calling him out. Now, Mm. Robbie Lawler's been like, I don't know about that, but whatever. I mean, if he beats Nate Diaz, that shit could change. Don't get me wrong. Well, the re- Nate's a tough yeah, challenge. Well, I mean, yeah, well, the reason for that is because it's, you know, they, they, they realize the payday is there. You know what I mean? They realize people are going to fight it. You know, because he's, he's, you know, he's that guy that you want to see, you know, you want to see lose, but, you know, I, I just, you know, I, I, I don't know. Can uh, I, it's just going to be weird, but, um, uh, I don't know how, how much longer you guys get on this show because uh, I don't want I don't want you guys to be like that four hour show. Like, <laughs> well, we're still gonna do a huge debate with our other guest today, Zach, who's here to debate WWE versus Lucha Underground. Can you believe it? And he's taking the WWE oh, side. Yeah. He can't oh. hear you right now, Vinny. So okay. you call who's, him... he, who's, he, who's he debating? Uh, uh, the MMM show, all of us, pretty much. Oh, okay. It's really wow. a lamb being led to slaughter. It's, it's, it's kind of sad. Versus me, really. No, it's wow. re- we're gonna let Casey do most of the work for sure. <laughs> well, I would love, I would love to. Uh, this, this guy's name is Zach. Yeah. 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 Right. Poor guy. I mean, we almost got we almost got Byron killed uh, by Kevin Cross earlier for wearing a Vinny Massaro shirt. Hey, you got my back, right, that's, Vinny? That's awesome. <laughs> no, it's, it's, you know he's uh, Kevin, Kevin's a good guy. I like I love Kevin. Uh, you know it's. Uh, I, I'm I look forward to wrestling him a lot because he's uh he's the kind of guy that I love to wrestle. He's the kind of guy that when when me and him get in the ring, like he you know, I hit hard and he hits me harder and then I keep hitting him harder and then we just go back and forth. I told I told him I go, I am the Misawa and he's the Kawada and we're gonna just keep being the crap out of each other until one of us doesn't wanna do it anymore, which I mean <laughs> Fuck yeah! Yeah, I, 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 I picture, I picture, I picture myself fighting him a lot, a lot, and which is great because he's got an MMA background. I got an MMA background. So well, I know he mentioned that he gave you big props too. He was like, "Oh, dude, you're gonna have Vinny on to talk about some shit. He knows his shit. Like, listen to that dude. He's got some, you know, he's a guy mm-hmm. like me who's got the real shoot training, and then he brings it into to the ring with him. So." He gave you big props yeah. on that too, man. I mean, you guys are yeah. both some tough sons of bitches. But that's why we have you on our show. We don't put the weak right. sauce fucking patty cake guys on our show. We bring the fucking real guys on here. Yeah. 
Yeah, fuck you, Jerry Ryan. We're, you're not going to be on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Man, are you firing shots? Are you firing shots, Vinny? I love it. Sorry, I take, I take it back. I don't know. But no, I mean, I, I, the, 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 other, the other cool thing about... Uh, uh, the other cool thing about uh, Kevin Cross is that we were both trained by the same guy, so that's kind of cool. Dude, I love it, and oh. and 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 I I'm standing by this. We're still gonna have you on the show at some point and do like a full like I want to know everything about your whole fucking history interview. Like really talk about some shit, how you got into this whole thing, and and where you're at in this business. Because I want to sit down well, and really uh, pick your brain one of these fucking days, like we did with Kevin a couple weeks ago. Well, soon, will, like soon, as soon as, as soon as the Lucha Underground season is over, for sure. Like, we're well, gonna fill our off season. I mean, I don't know. If, I don't know. If Brian, I don't. Know, maybe Brian forgot, but I'm gonna be over there some, uh, next weekend. So. Oh shit! Oh Are yeah, you? he'll I, be here next I, weekend. I, I think he's he's working um, in San Diego next weekend. Well, that'd be good because it'd be so much better to do it in person than over the phone. Let's fucking do that. Well, shit. Well, I mean. I'm gonna, cause I'm, I will, okay, if I can give a plug next Friday and next Saturday, I will be, well, I won't be wrestling. I will be taking care of the panda. Uh, he will be wrestling here in San Diego, uh, for the FCW, uh, slash Comic Con big, uh, show on Friday and Saturday. So nice. I gotta take care of the panda. I gotta take care of the panda cause he doesn't have a license cause he's from Japan. Uh, and he's not allowed <laughs> to drive here. <laughs> I love Vinny, it. He's Vinny's young boy, his young panda. I like I, it. I, I know. I, I know I'm his young boy. I oh, am the oh. young boy. He's the opposite. The opposite. So I will be there. I will be there taking care of him. He he sleeps somewhere. I don't even know where. Hold he, on, he, you're bringing he, a panda he, I, into my home? Dude, it's no, alright. You can play I with Billy and shit. I have a cat. I would. I would oh, I wouldn't do that. He the panda. The panda. I give the panda like ten bucks, and he shows up mysteriously the next day, like on Showtime. He kind of weathered and tear but you know but he's he's fine i i you know i, I need to do i need to get some sleep but um and <laughs> i you know i i told i i asked to go hey i need to get some sleep so where's the most uh a boring place to stay and i go Byron's house perfect because you know that's where i can get the most the most rest well, i heard i heard you called true. casey first no 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 casey's but, house is way more I, exciting than byron's yeah, I live no i i mean i i, I, I would love to stay at casey's house but his his roommate you know, are kind of loud. By by his roommates, I mean. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and you know what? It, it, it's true. They are, and they probably listen to the podcast. So if you want to say hi to them, you got to get a lot yeah, closer to that microphone. Say hi no one can wanna, hear you. Uh, I, I think just, no, listen. that's a good thing. Get away from the microphone. By the way, I just want to. Uh, if you're, you know, we got to give the call out, the shout out. Just you guys are listening to the mm show. He's a bitch. <laughs> that, see, we talked about that's this earlier. Tagline. I was going with. Mmm show. It's longer than other podcasts because it's genetics. And yeah, and Casey is still uh, going with mmm show. It's delicious. What are you going with, Byron? No, uh, I like the I like uh, Casey is a bitch. That's, you're, you're you're right. Right. That's two votes for Casey. All, yeah. all, yeah. all, all of our listeners, which are called the delicious yeah, I mean, denizens. Well, I mean, what kind of? I mean, we're, we're all grown men. Why would you think you're delicious? That's just weird. It is weird. Yeah, Doesn't, especially if you saw our listeners. Are, are you gonna? Are yeah. you gonna doubt the you, judgment of right Buff now. Bagwell? Vicious and delicious. Uh, Which one was he? No. Oh, he God. was delicious. I'll, yeah. yeah. I'll I don't tell think you right. I'll tell you, yeah. I'll tell you right now. I mean, you 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 look at Urban. Urban is not a delicious man. You can tell he is sour. You can if you. I mean, that is just a, 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 a distasteful man. You can just tell from him. 
Well, I think he's salty right now, too, big time in us because we put you on before him, and I think he's going to bed because he's on Tennessee time, son of a bitch. Yeah, we, we talked to them about oh. calling in, too, uh, the, the heels, the and heels they just were... big-timed us and fucking disappeared. They're going to go do yeah. a roundtable with, with uh, some other people. Yeah, there's a couple other oh. podcasts they're going to roundtable with. I forgot what they were. Oh, oh you, you, mean, you mean we don't get to do a, a roundtable with the deals so they can complain about everything? Oh, darn the luck. Hey, Vinny, <laughs> I got a question. Why the fuck is Chris Roach liking a tweet with you calling me a bitch? What's up with that, Chris Roach? Come on, I thought we were cool. No, Chris Roach knows what's up. Chris Roach knows what's up. Knows <sighs> Chris, Chris, hey, he, he's, on big, he's big brother, you know what I mean? He, he knows everything. Yeah, you and know, he knows he, I he knows, actually watch Big Brother, so he's probably just like, fuck that Casey dude. Didn't, didn't both of you guys work on Big Brother? I, I, I worked on Big Brother. Byron, Byron worked on it. I did not work on Big Brother. Nah, I just watched that shit. I love it. I think all my friends that worked on it or from back then are gone, but I do know Brian Blatt, who is working on the show. Shout out to Brian Blatt. Thanks for listening to the podcast. I'm sure he does. Oh, hey. Oh, yeah. hey. Oh, hey, man. Do you want me to pick up that name you just dropped? No? Fine. All right. That no, he was my he was my assistant when I worked in Boston. I'm not name dropping the guy yeah. who works for me. Oh, your fucking young boy is that what you're hey, saying? He was hey, my young boy. Hey, he Byron, looks 12 years old. Fucking co Hey Byron, it, hey, hey Byron, it's been 30 minutes. You wanna you wanna tell the people that you know Vanilla Ice? It has. Gone oh, I'm going yeah. back August 1st to to produce the next Thank season you. of of the Vanilla Ice That's project. All? That's the good news. The good news is we're getting rid of Byron. I will not have to see him in person for a long time. He will be a, a disembodied voice on the phone. Where are you going to record the show? Sh- where we'll, we'll find a place, yeah. man. McDonald's. Casey's parents. Yeah, where? Yeah. You know, Vinny. Uh, I do have to say it's really convenient that Byron picked that date to leave because it's right before he would have to go through some scary haunted houses with me. So I think he's just fucking scared of scare LA. I made a movie about. Haunted houses, Casey. Oh God, here we go. Well, oh, it's been twenty. It's been twenty minutes. We gotta hear the Byron. No, uh, we don't. Story. We're gonna totally stop him this time. Vinny, plug your shirts, brother, because I got one and I wear that shit all the time. Yeah, man. Just uh, honestly, that's it, man. If I, I I saw you guys wear it, I'm like, I'm good. Take 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 the fucking shirt down. I don't care about any more sales. I got, <laughs> I got, I got, I got the, um, the, the MMM show fucking wearing. I don't give a shit about anybody else. Kick it. I don't care anymore. But no, I appreciate you guys. You know, but I, I don't want you know. You know, I know it's money is tight everywhere. I would rather you guys uh, support with you on the ground. Um, you know, go go watch it on Wednesdays. Uh, you know, and uh, yeah. You know, but look, I'm gonna say this, Vinny. It's easy for me to support up? a shirt that a has a logo that I like. Like, it doesn't have oh, a bunch you. of bullshit. It's no frills. It's just like, look, this is some man shit. Put this shit on your fucking heart. Mm-hmm. And it's supporting a dude that I like that has broed us out before. So I was just like, this is a no-brainer for me. Like, there was like five or six other shirts on my list to get. I didn't get my fucking Shane Strickland hat that day that I was going to buy. I was like, you know Aww. what? And he Swerve's going to be fucking salty at me. But I was like, you know yeah, what? I got to get that. this fucking Vinny shirt because it's badass and that's my yeah. dude. And it was just that simple. <laughs> Yeah, there's an Assassin's Creed logo in it, you know, and you gotta look for it, but it's awesome, you know what I mean? It's fucking dope, so, anyway. Vinny will fucking stab you in the neck. Go on the Pro Wrestling Tees, it's in the Last Real Heel store, right? Go on the Pro Wrestling Tees, go on the Last Real Heel store. We like them guys, too, even though they're fucking big time in us and won't come on the show. I still listen to their (laughs) shit, because it cracks me up. But, uh, so, 
But Vinny, thank you for being on the show, you, talking a little MMA Thanks, with Vinny. us, sorting this whole crazy no week of fighting and shit out. And definitely, if you're in town next weekend, we got to get you in here and, and fucking really talk and sit down and do the real deal, brother. Yes. All right, let's do it. I'll be here, I'll be here next week, and then come come see me in San Diego, and uh, pretty much it. Thanks, guys. You got it. Thank you, Vinny. Thank you. Late. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, you can fire that thing back up because people on Facebook are going to want to see this. It's time for a goddamn debate. Panda handling. I love it. Vinny Massaro. I love it. Is that sanitary? Can we put, I don't know. Uh, like plastic mats on? I don't want to ruin my floor with all the. Wait, no one can hear you. You're not near a microphone and you're it, it, telling really funny, funny things. Yeah. Just turn on the Facebook so we can debate this shit with Zach. That's my can we put plastic mats on the floor as I bump the cable of the mic? Didn't I tell you to get a tarp? To uh, cover so to protect my floor from all the that's blood that's gonna spill. Hey, I also <laughs> brought my Donald Trump bug out bag, so I thought that'd be a good radio segment to. Myron, this is how the, the show bag. gets to be five hours long. Yes, Turn on the Facebook. I got, I got to eat dinner, man. <laughs> I have not eaten dinner. Zach's gonna pass Yeah, thanks out. for thanks for the pizza, dick face. I'm hosting, and I have refreshments. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I see a candle. I'm not going to drink some fucking wax. No, right. what? Let's put Zach over there. There's whiskey we'll and there's vodka. Uh, and I have, oh, I need I, to make this coffee. Still want coffee. No. I'm over there. All right. No coffee for anyone. It's too the late. The show is like totally we'll in stereo now. Zach's on the right. Hi, Zach. Casey's on the left. Hello, Zach. Are we recording right now? I'm yeah. still recording. Yeah. I never stopped. Like, I, I mean, I'd like to point out that Casey actually was situated next to me, but he uh, decided to move across the room. He kept putting his hand in my pocket. No, that is not true. Oh, did Front you take pocket. his pocket? Did you take his pocket? Yeah. That's nasty. Try to take, That's dirty. Try to dirty take more than that. <laughs> try to take my rusty sheriff's badge. Um. Okay. So here's the rules of this debate. Oh shit! There's, there's rules. rules? <laughs> let's, let's do this systematically, gentlemen. Systematically, because okay. I do actually okay. would like to talk a good amount about Lucha Underground the, first. The, the 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 rules of this are: um, if anybody says something that is so ridiculous that I feel like I wouldn't want to listen to this podcast anymore, you get chopped. <laughs> you get a fucking nasty chop right in your man titties. Oh. That's the first rule. Okay. Dude, my chest is so so. Make sure. You keep the absurdisms to yourself. Like if if you really think that Brutus the Barber Beefcake had the best fucking tights in wrestling, <laughs> I'm going to just chop you in the fucking chest, and there won't be anything said. I'm just gonna walk up to you, and it's gonna be woo, and that's it. Do okay? the do the um, Zodiac Man Zuba's inspired gear count? The in second that? rule. The second rule. You're gonna hate this rule, guys. Yeah. Sexy Star and Charlotte are both off the table. Wow, I'm that pulling. Is fine with I'm me. pulling trump yes. cards from both sides right it's now. Fine. <laughs> fine. Sexy Star and Charlotte are off the table. I everybody still got knows. The fucking Bella Twins. It's fine. Everybody knows. Like it's no. It's no secret to anybody. That's not like. That's nothing. Our viewers even want to fucking hear. They've heard that that, that song and dance on both sides. Okay, so Byron's drinking candle. Now, my first question for you, gentlemen. Is Why and this is kind of goes back to to where we were before. Oh, okay. and I have like a whole thing. You can oh. you and you get to do your thing. You get to do your thing. <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm gonna pose a question for you guys to start this thing off. Sure. The importance of titles. Are there too many titles in WWE? Are there not enough in Lucha Underground? And what is the symbolism 
of their championship belts because let's be honest in a wrestling show your championship belt is one of the most important symbols that you can present to the world every week so that being said i need you guys to tell me what you think of the titles in lucha underground and wwe and their level of importance where they're at right now um uh, you're the visitor yeah, no, let's let, let the let's let yeah. the visitor go first and, go right and get the ahead. advantage yeah. Unless you want to go second, I'll leave it up to you. Uh, I can go first. All uh, right, go Jack's right ahead. In there, I like that. Strong so move. I'll talk. Uh, let's do Lucha Underground. So they have the what the trios title, which is their their tag title. It's a trios, oh, though, obviously. Cool. They have Gift of the Gods, and then they have the uh, the world title there, right? Um, it's a Lucha uh, Underground. I think their titles are title. fine. I mean, okay, I think their titles are fine. Uh, it's a one hour show. I think cramming any more in there would it just wouldn't really work, and That's especially since they're doing intergender matches there i don't think there's really room for an extra title i think the gift of the gods title is uh it looks awesome uh and and i i like that it's like a money in the bank title i really uh i i think it's a little weird that like um you know after you win it i feel like the winner would probably should immediately try and cash it in for a match the next week well, that's happened, hasn't it? Doesn't it? It should happen. Like, but I'm like saying, like, sexy Cage star. did that. Cage was yeah. like, I want this. Yeah. Okay, I turn in now. That, I think that's the flaw with the title. Like, there doesn't seem to be a point in defending it too much unless you're forced to. Which case, fine. But outside of that, you should make a match immediately. So I, no one should really hold it that long is what I'm saying. So I think there's sort of a, a flaw in, in, in theory with that title. But I, I love the way it looks. I think it's their best uh, looking title. And it looks important, which I think is important with the title. Yeah. So uh, I, I don't have too much of an issue with Lucha Underground's, uh, you know, the, the belts, the way they work, except that sort of, you know. Well, now, Brian, uh, Brian, uh, Paul. Who? What the fuck's your name? I don't know. Byron. That guy. He brought up a good point, though, that the Lucha Underground title is not called a world title. Right. Is that a problem? No, they fight in one area. Why would it? Why would they need a world championship? I mean, championship? it's a Boyle Heights Fight Club, basically. Yeah, well, it's, it's Boyle like Heights title doesn't have anything to it. <laughs> they brought in. I like that. I like that. <laughs> I want to win the Boyle Heights title. They brought in um, the AAA Mega Championship too, um, which is supposed to be a world title. Did they yeah. actually bring that into the show? Yeah. yeah. When, but it wasn't yeah, it'd be defended. nice if you watched the show. It wasn't were, defended, uh, but it's like other titles. That's Sehana, right? But yeah. okay. what everyone in the temple wants to be is they want to be the champion of the temple. Yeah. Okay. And and the importance is there. Case, what do you think? Uh, okay. Well, we're just talking about the lucha titles we're first. We're just talking cause... about the lucha titles first. I, I'd like to say that the titles have magical powers. They're ancient Aztec gold. That if you defile the gold, you are cursed. And if you are nice to the gold, you're blessed. So everyone wants this title, not just because it's a belt, but because of the power it can grant them, the favor of the gods. <laughs> the favor of the gods. And, uh, and also, I'd like to say, I like that the gift of the gods title can be defended, right? But yes. um, every time we have seen it defended, it has been we, because the person's been forced to defend it. Your food's right there. No, no, don't, don't stop. Oh, okay, okay. Justin just looks like he's about to fucking chop me. Uh, <laughs> Did you think you I, I didn't think I. Yeah, I didn't think I said anything weird. Uh, and uh, the trios title, uh, I prefer trios to traditional tag teams because it goes for faster pacing matches and it is more traditional to the lucha style. Okay, but I'm gonna play devil's advocate right here. In the trios, do you think that that's just a way to get somebody over when you're hiding your weak sauce? Yeah, but that's like 
the point of it in Lucha too. Like I, and when I say Lucha, I don't say Lucha is like short Lucha for Lucha Libre. underground. I mean, Lucha Libre. A lot of people in doing that, it bothers the fucking shit out of me. So stop. I do it all the time. I know. <laughs> God damn it. And, uh, Really, it's it makes for matches without a bunch of rest holds and shit like that. You want to see Randy Orton work a chin lock for twenty minutes, or yes. you want to see a nice trio psychology? Match? All right, the WWE titles, <laughs> and then we'll because uh, this man has notes, guys. Zach has fucking notes. I, I have pages. He is he's ret to go. <laughs> he's ret to go. He's chomping at the bit. Okay, I, I don't. It's I don't like, need weapons. My fists should are my weapons. Later? Like next week. Should we just uh, to be continued? We don't have a lot to talk about next week, do we? Mm, not really. Let's do it next week. I'm okay. tired. Let's go to bed. Okay. Fuck it. Good night, y'all. Just kidding. Just kidding. We'll cut them off soon, though. Um, <sighs> I so was... the WWE titles. You got... Been up since 4.30. I don't even know how many titles are in WWE right now. And then you, we're about to it's have about a brand the, It's split. about to change. It, yeah, uh, for, for the worse, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Um... No, uh, I I actually have a lot of hope with the brand split. I think they've been in sort of a holding pattern. What's I the think... point of having a unification match twice if you just keep splitting them up? Well, here's my question for you. Because they have a roster with enough talent that they can split it up. Um, okay, name all of the current WWE titles. There and who holds the, them? The, the tag team champions are the New Day. Uh, yeah, three guys holding a tag belt. Right, which is awesome. A trio's holding a mm-hmm. tag belt. Love it. Freebird swirl. You Keep have going. the uh, newly uh, crowned the women's uh, championship uh, that looks uh, pretty cool. It looks much more important than that butterfly belt. So, Oh, who holds that title? There. Charlotte. Oh, chop! Violation! Oh, you goaded him True. into it. You goaded him into I just, it. I just That's said fucking mean. The rules and you broke the rules. <laughs> Woo! Uh, I didn't say it. Sell it, god damn it. Um, terrible. So the women's champion, obviously. Uh, there's the intercontinental title held by the Miz currently. Um, Gross. And then there is hey, the... Hey, he's from Cleveland. Fuck there you. Is, there <laughs> is, the Miz is a great heel. And then there is a U.S. Uh, title held by Rusev, who is... Uh, Awesome at the moment. And then, of course, the the WWE, just the WWE title that they're calling it right now, not WWE World Heavyweight yeah, anymore because of the it. brand split. But the WWE title held by Sir Dean Ambrose. So um, they're gonna create a world title. Wait, WWE, wait, wait, wait. So that's all title. the WWE. Titles? That's all the titles yeah. for now. Wait, but, how about NXT? Oh yeah, well Ooh. NXT. You have this the NXT. You have the. Uh, that's well, I thought we were talking about the main roster. Yeah, but 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 look, we're going mm. into a brand split here, and we're talking about their overall product. Lucha doesn't have any side products with yeah, all these NXT extra itself has like Lucha is similar to Lucha Underground as an NXT title, as their NXT Women's title, and then they have their NXT Tag title. So it's the same as Lucha Underground, basically. Right. And so now we're talking about going into a SmackDown split. Are we, do we think we're gonna get? Like I'm assuming that we're gonna split up the U.S. and IC titles again, and they'll just um, one will go to one, one will go yeah, to the other. Yeah, I would imagine so. That's kind of and the current title. Are, uh, do you think we're gonna see a second tag belt like we had during the last brand split? Um, do you think not. they're gonna forgo it this I don't, time? I don't think so. I mean, they have built up their tag, uh, the roster in terms of tag teams, but I don't believe they're gonna add a second tag title. Like, it's not gonna work well. I think they'll probably just have most of the tag teams on one roster. I would imagine something like that, which might be smart. Um, and then, and like I think, probably most of the women get, will be on another roster. We will get a WWE we'll title see. and a World Heavyweight. Yeah, title which I don't have a problem with because I think there's enough. Like I said, I'll there's you, enough talent. I'll tell you there. what my problem is with it. Like the last time they did it, that the World Heavyweight title was actually the lineage coming from the WCW title, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. which was a storied and long history. 
and they were still attributing it to that belt. But now that whole fucking, that whole line, that whole lineage is fucked up with the belts converging and then coming apart again. Like, yeah. well, they're gonna create a new lineage because that belt has been retired. Um, and I'm, you know, hopefully it. I'm, Will they? I think they will. Will they, or will they fucking bring it back out? No, they're not gonna bring it. Oh they're come gonna... on! You don't think they bring it back no, out and no, prop no, it up no, on no, old not man Flair one more time? Fuck not after, it. not after unifying it. <laughs> I, I know you guys are joking. They're gonna, yeah, they're I gonna know. create a new one. Um, so I, I honestly, I think there's a lot of hope with the brand split. You know, they're bringing in two GMs as well as. Uh, I don't want to get too much into this right now. And obviously, yeah, one of them's gonna be Eric Bischoff. So fucking enjoy no, that. No, it's it? <laughs> he's not. Just watch. It's gonna be Bischoff. Uh, it's gonna be Bischoff. It'll probably be Daniel, Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan and Shane. Uh, no, Shane's like commission. Shane's like the commissioner. They're basically Shane and Stephanie are gonna be like Vince on Raw and SmackDown, respectively. Or yeah, but they're that. gonna put all the baby faces on SmackDown because they're supposed to be the underdog show now. I like how Vince watch buried SmackDown. What? He buried SmackDown on Raw. Justin's like, making my arguments Vince? for me. Shit. Yeah, he's well, like, Raw's our These aren't arguments. Flagship. These are simple truths of the matter that, that SmackDown's going to be the babyface underdog show with Shane McMahon doing his fucking two-step in the fucking ring and Daniel Bryan getting cheap pops every time he comes out doing nothing and not being able to fucking book the matches. Daniel Bryan's going to start wrestling matches. He's going to find Just, a way to get a concussion get out there and from start being a fucking Well, that's probably what fucking Vince wants. That's probably why Vince has goaded him into this fucking position is because they want to try to convince him to get back in the ring. And they'll get him to do two soft bumps and he'll get a fucking itch in his fucking crawl to go back and do it again. They'll get a fucking match out of him. And no. he'll be a big dummy. Stay fucking retired, dude. Don't do their bullshit. Fuck no, it. he wants to fight and they don't want Let's him to. Let's uh, just see what happens, gentlemen. Uh, we, we don't even know what it is. He was going to leave uh, and go do a hair match in CML. So, let's... Uh, what are we go, still talking go, about? We were talking no, about titles. Talk about the titles. So, like, <laughs> but here, here's my point, and here's the whole reason why I wanted to start here. Like, I know you got all this TV to fill. I know you got fucking three hours on Monday, two hours live on Tuesday now, fucking Maybe NXT on Wednesday, fucking pay per views every two and a half goddamn weeks, uh, fucking total divas and and prank shows, punked or whatever. I know you got all this fucking time to fill, so you need some goddamn champions. But, man, when it gets to the point where, like, what you just did, and it takes ten goddamn minutes to tell you who all the fucking champions are, I'm asleep. I'm fucking asleep. Like, Rusev is the fucking U.S. champion. Like, first of all, when was the last time they had an American U.S. champion? Do you remember the fucking invasion? Oh God. You guys, I know, uh, I know Zach started Trump. watching wrestling in 2010, Make but... Make the U.S. title great again. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I, I know that Zach started watching wrestling in 2010. That is but, not true. Um, the invasion happened, and there were yes. even more champions. Uh-huh. Oh. You had the, you you had had the hardcore belt, too, yeah. right? Oh, and you had all the WCW belts as their own belts. Did you have cruiserweight title? Yeah, yeah. Cruiserweight and light heavyweight? Yeah, so uh, I'm looking forward to something shitty like that happening again. Because I have no faith in WWE, which I'm sure we'll get to in this conversation. Oh, it's, it's going to happen. Yeah. So anyway, my, my whole point is... Um, I find too many belts to be distracting. When they had the brand split before and they had the two titles, it did make a little sense because one of them was coming in with the WCW lineage. But now to do it again and, and the fact that they're doing the two live shows back to back, and I know it hasn't happened yet, but it's a big strike in their book to me because 
I'm not excited about the three hours of live television that they're doing right now. How the fuck am I supposed to be excited about another two hours of it? I was actually kind of starting to dig on SmackDown, being a little more produced and edited and put together and the Mara Ronaldo thing. Like, it was actually starting to feel like a little something. They were having some trouble keeping the spoilers from fucking it up and doing important things on the show. I get that. Um, and that was a big issue. And that issue will be solved here. But this feels like a complete ploy just for ad dollars to compete with live sporting events which seem to be getting the big buys even though the ratings are lower than um some one-hour dramas these days they're still getting huge ad buys and anything that people are watching first run the first time are the things that are being coveted by networks right now like walking dead is getting these huge numbers because everybody wants to see it when it happens so they can not get it spoiled by twitter or whatnot Mm -hmm. so to be in a spoiler-free zone yeah, WWE has to do this, but one of the main things I'm not excited about is more fucking titles. I have trouble keeping up with the goddamn titles they got already on a three-hour soft-ass fucking show. That's just my opinion. All right, now, mm-hmm. Zach, open the floodgates, man. Tell us what you got. Run it down for me. What's on that that mysterious piece of paper right, well, you've got over? Because I'm, I'm like you. I come with notes to this show, and these guys are like, what the fuck are you all, like, typed and well, I wanted shit. To, I came in here kind of have a more academic... All right. Um, I, I wanted to talk about because I provide some constructive criticism for the second season of Lucha Underground. <laughs> Billy Fever just tried to turn off um, your microphone. That was so classic. Uh, Good girl, Billy. I imagine you guys would probably agree with this, but the second season has been noticeably weaker than the first season. That's probably for a couple reasons. One, Wait, what are you it's talking been, about? And Lucha Underground? Weak. It's been weaker. Let's be fair. I don't. I don't agree with that at all. It's been. It's. It's been weaker, in my opinion, and it's been. Have you it's started been a lot, drinking it's been a lot, heavily? It's been, a, it's been a lot shorter. In terms of episodes, they did like I looked on Wiki. They did, less, th- they did 39 episodes, episodes in uh, the first season. There's only been I think 24. I'm not sure. If that's next season it. will be more again. It'll yeah. be 36. I think again that's season. affected because for me the booking has been very uh, inconsistent this season, and I feel like they've dropped a lot of storylines and feuds. Now if, uh, if they fuck up what, limo guy, I will agree with what that. What did they drop? I will tell you. Because I will uh, shoot this shit down. What okay, did they let's drop? let's talk about. I'm getting heated right now. I'll get I'll get <laughs> there, but let's talk about the booking first. That's what and the way they book about. certain book certain wrestlers. I'm gonna um, back here. Uh-huh. It's gonna get good. Go right ahead. Okay, hold on. I have a knife. So let's go talk about it. let's talk about Phoenix, one of my favorite guys in Lucha Underground. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably one of their best baby faces next to well, Pentagon's a tweener, I guess, right? So, a uh, heel tweener, he hates whatever. I say that, but I agree. With yeah. You. He's a tweener. Pentagon is a tweener, but he's the most over Steve Austin-ish tweener of okay. all Lucha time. He's so, the face in my heart all the time. So Pen- so Phoenix. Uh, so he started off, he had a really, really strong start this season. Obviously, he lost the title, but he had a good feud with Cuerno. They traded, had some matches back and forth. He ends up getting the, the Gift of the Gods title back. And then he uh, rekindles that rivalry with uh, Mortez, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, they have a really, really great match. Probably my favorite match of the season. Still, um, we'll see about next week. Uh, but uh, really, really good match. He gets a huge win. And then what happens? Oh, you have to defend it next week in Aztec Warfare. Yeah. And he does. And he's absolutely squashed in that match. Yeah. Like, absolutely. Yeah. For the debuting Matanza. Uh-huh. But he's not only squashed. He's the first person eliminated by Matanza after one move. Okay, one move. He's eliminated. What was the move? After- it was uh, his power, his spinning power slam. I don't know the name of it. Yeah, see, because Zach doesn't watch the show. It's been built up as the deadliest move in the promotion. It doesn't look history. like the deadliest it's move the in the promotion. I'd like history. to see you take it, Zach. You should have. If it's the, it's not the deadliest move. It's no 
Oh, I almost said okay. something. I almost got so, chopped. Okay, so he, he squashed after that really great buildup. He has, like, everyone is cheering for him, all right? They really built him up well. Yeah, he gets a huge mo. victory. He loses it immediately. Uh-huh. He, has, he ends up with a, a rematch against Matanza a couple weeks later. Again, pretty much a squash match. He loses mm-hmm. that. Yeah, Matanza's badass. And, yeah. Okay, but he was one of the biggest stars of the company. His yeah. momentum is completely gone yeah. now. Uh, he was in, he was he ends up in the uh, the trios us, yeah. he ends up in the trios tournament but he's a footnote there you don't they barely even talk about him commentary he's I, mm. I it's, you don't even notice him so yeah, I, I don't uh, like, I don't I think like you're t- forgetting the storyline okay. that he's in right now okay but he's still barely been featured considering his start he had at the beginning of the season what? he's barely being featured right now he's out injured right now because Worldwide Underground killed him that's true in season two yeah okay. Uh-huh. Okay, I'm still saying compared to where he started out, I don't think they wouldn't, ended it strong with wouldn't him. Wouldn't you say when you have a Matanza coming in that you built up, you still need to put him over in the ring and on the show? I say that's better way that's fine. It didn't necessarily need have... to be for the title. They could have set up a match between those two. He didn't need to lose it right away. I think Zach doesn't I, know I, what I still angle think he's Phoenix one of the right now. I still think he's one of the best guys in the company, and you made him look very weak. Well, he was killed okay, by three well, men. Before you go on to your next point, though, we have to give Casey ample time to, yes. to rebut this I'm just saying, point before the, he gets lost. During the first ten episodes, he was like the hottest superstar there. And then after that, yeah. he, he just kind of disappeared for a while. Okay. Shit's rough mm-hmm. in Boyle Heights. So now, Casey, let me ask you this about, mm-hmm. about Phoenix. Do yeah. you think that his push was premature? Or do you think that it was right on time and, and his short run worked or didn't work like i know why he had a short run him having a short run politically was necessary and made sense in my opinion my question for you is did that work on tv because he's watching it from the outside like we know why yeah i i think it worked on tv because it served a couple goals you had to get the belt off of mil muertes yes because Mm -hmm. you're putting the belt on matanza you want a transitional champion that's a good guy but you want a transitional champion that's a good guy that people aren't going to shit on losing and are still going to be behind. People are always going to be behind Phoenix. So he can lose. Animo. See, if he did that to Prince Puma and he lost the title twice, people mm. would be like, Puma's a bitch. I agree. But Phoenix, they know Phoenix is no bitch, my friends. And I think, <laughs> I think it did serve in the long run to get Phoenix more over. I don't entirely disagree with Zach that it felt a little premature, at the time, but seeing where it played he out, not, and at the very least, he should not have been the first person eliminated in that uh, by Matanza. That was ridiculous. And, and, and this is he should have been the last one. This is where I will kind of agree with you, and maybe that is the Ray one place. Fucking Mysterio. No, that's Ray Mysterio. Ray Mysterio. Okay, was then it's like I said, it shouldn't have been but, for the but title. At the same time, but Phoenix did not have an impressive run at that moment. He's and, your champion. I don't care if it's Ray Mysterio. He's your champion. He just won the title. And and the thing is. I think they were doing it for the shock value of Matanza. They wanted Matanza to come in and really just be a destroyer of, of worlds and just completely crush. And there was a he's, point to that. He's but eater maybe, of worlds. But, yeah, eater of worlds, whatever. But at the same time, maybe Phoenix wasn't God propped up enough for that impact to be there for that type of squash to work at that moment. But I don't think that his run was bad at all. I was thoroughly entertained by it. I popped for it big time. And when the belt came off of him, honestly, I got to say, I felt like that was the time to take it off of him. How they took it off of him, maybe not the greatest. You thought they should have taken it off him right after he won it. Like, it was literally the following week. Yeah, absolutely. Why? Absolutely. Because it was just a transition from monster to monster. And See, that's, I, I don't, I think that's 
goofy. But, but I think uh, I don't. Obviously, disagree. Lucha Underground ah, is different. Ah, and there's where you're right. Lucha Underground is different. And Even that's though, why it's so awesome because those guys are sitting backstage and they were like, "Hey, what if we took the belt off our monster and put it on um another fucking monster?" Hey, I can I address a little bit of an elephant in the room here? Yeah, go for it. Um, this ending was so good that WWE fucking stole it That's true. for the Royal Rumble, which aired before Aztec Warfare. Despite you mean just by Aztec, making it a title match? Uh, by making it a title match, by having the babyface get screwed at the last minute by a new bad guy coming out. Except as Roman the last Reigns number. isn't a babyface, and no one likes. Him. Yeah, but he was supposed oh. to be. This isn't yeah. helping your argument. <laughs> yes, it is. And uh, it's not the same thing. No, they definitely. Stole. He didn't lose it literally right after they that. They literally stole this ending because someone MVP'd the plans. And I'm pretty WWE. sure. <laughs> didn't the Royal Rumble take place before Aztec Warfare on before TV? Aired, but not. It was like not in real life. After it okay. Did. And those spoilers were way out there. All of the spoilers yeah. from they the They were very different circumstances, guys. <laughs> you had one guy who was very over with everybody, and then one guy who got booed in the Royal Rumble by the whole audience. Again. It's not, that's not the same thing. No, Phoenix And it was wasn't not, a debuting guy. No, Phoenix was not very, very over. On TV to a casual viewer, he was. Maybe. And that was the whole point. But I'm here to tell you, Phoenix was not very, very over. He was middling over with most of the crowd. And it was mostly the AAA fans and a lot of the, the hipsters and the newer Lucha fans. Phoenix wasn't that over with him at all. They didn't know from Phoenix. They didn't know what was going on. And a lot of them were actually surprised when he got the belt in the first fucking place. But then they started to pop for him. And, and I think it was appropriate. I don't think that's the guy you leave the belt on then. And I think it's going to set him up to be a big star for the company four or five years from now. He's Randy Orton in Evolution. Okay, I... I- that's fair, but I think they could have told a better story here. They could have told some. St- I feel like we could have had some vignettes about him reeling from that loss that he that just just as he you know reached the top, he lost it right away. I feel like there could have been some vignettes there okay. of him kind of reeling from that, and we didn't get anything like that. And well, I felt that was a mistake. What's your next point? What's the next one? So Give me the next about- one. Casey, let's talk about your favorite guy. Let's talk about Pentagon. Let's talk about oh, Pentagon. Oh Jesus Christ! I might have to leave. Billy, okay. get down. I'm Billy, I'm no, Billy. no. Oh, Holy oh, shit! shit. <laughs> Facebook down. Ca- Facebook down. Catastrophic. Okay. Oh, this. Yeah, yeah. They, our, they our couldn't Facebook handle the, uh, the Pentagon. Fucking down. saboteur of a cat. It went down literally as Holy in shit. Billy Fever just took out the Facebook feed by knocking it over. Wow. That was that was incredible. That was fucked up, man. <laughs> she's she's not gonna come back out here now. She did her run-in and she left. Are there comments on the Facebook feed that we should be addressing? <laughs> Said, uh, why isn't Casey's handsome face on camera? <laughs> Holy shit. I, so, so let's, I agree. Let's talk about Pentagon. Okay. Okay, so Pentagon's booking has been interesting this season. Mm-hmm. But let's, let's first off, they, he had a couple of feuds that were sort of started but never really finished. Let's start off. The beginning of the season, he had a thing with Puma, right? Yeah. yeah. Which was really cool. They had a couple matches, but they were never really decisively finished off. Like, uh, it wasn't I, in a program. There was, they weren't really a, f- a full program. I, I feel no like they could have... pinned them both clean and yeah. won the feud. But I feel like they could have gone more. I wanted to see a blow-off match between the two. Maybe they're saving it for season three. We'll see. But I would have liked to see more between those two. Oh, um, yeah. I agree. I'd really like to see a blow-off match between those two. I, I just It just felt weird that they kind of forgot about each other. I'm just saying. And I'm, I'm, okay. I'm sorry. Casey's hilarious. 
Yeah, uh, um, someone Cerro Miedo'd me in the face. <laughs> but that's not that wasn't really my main issue. My main issue is what happened between Pentagon and Mil Mortes. Let's get back to uh-huh. Aztec Warfare briefly. In the Aztec Warfare episode, obviously Mortes had just lost his title, and uh, there was a segment between uh, Pentagon and Katrina, mm-hmm. where Katrina pretty much said, "Oh, you're not going to be in this match because reasons," um, and and Pentagon. Didn't really like that, so he attacked Muertes during the match, cost him his chance at the, the belt. Right. There was no follow-up. They didn't have a match. They didn't even say anything to each other. He just went to Dario the next week saying, I want uh, a chance at this new guy, Matanza. Yeah. yeah. You know okay. why? Why, is there not, why did Muertes not give a shit that Pentagon hit him with a chair? He wasn't in power anymore. He had no, he had okay, no say. Okay, but in wrestling, when you hit someone with a chair, you should want to beat them up and... It, that starts a feud. That's how wrestling works. Matanza broke Pentagon's back. He had nothing to do, so he went after Matanza instead to get Katrina's okay, power I'm, back. That, that's, sure, that's what happened, but I'm saying... Neil Muertes I'm is saying, the one. To me, what should have happened is Muertes probably should have interfered in that match and gotten back at Pentagon the next week You see, and cost him that. You would think that if Neil Muertes was the one calling the shots, but it's Katrina that calls the shots. Well, then Katrina's... Sorry, it's just in terms of wrestling, it doesn't make much sense to me that they... Hinted at something like that very heavily, and then there was no follow-up to it. Or is there? Okay, well, sorry, this is season two we're talking about. Um, well, see, but I'm going to have to agree with Casey to a certain extent. Season two this. hasn't ended yet, is all I'm saying. In, in the fact that I think that Lucha Underground is a slightly more long-form version of storytelling than what you're used to getting with no, WWE. No, I understand that, but I still because don't think WWE you can use that excuse the, for everything here. Well, but I, but, but I think that they're intentionally doing that for a very specific reason. You've got WWE, who's got to do like three and four week programs that just arc from pay-per-view to pay-per-view. You've got DJ and, and Roach, who are seriously trying to write arc-driven seasonal storylines. And it is new, and I'm not saying that they haven't hit some pitfalls trying to do it. But, you know, having been uh, a writer myself on that level and then having done like episodic reality television, I can tell you that there's a a different thinking that you have to have when you're trying to write a long form full season arc to something. And especially when you're going to go into the next season with it. I have even commented on this show before that I feel like, oh, my God, are they going to get back to that? This some of these things play out so long. And I'm here to tell you that, and I'm not going to say which storylines, but there are storylines that were started at the beginning of season two and end of season one that you will not see play out until the end of season three and beyond. You know, there was in the first season, there was a storyline that started the very first episode of the show that didn't pay off until two episodes from the end where we found out that Puma was working with Dragon Azteca senior. Uh, one thing I do got to say uh, about the Pentagon thing, and this is really specific, is that it's um, Pentagon and Mil Muertes were both uh, directed away from their original goals. Uh, Pentagon's goal is to be the champion. His goal isn't to fuck over Mil Muertes, but he kind of wanted to there uh, because he was fucked out of the match. But his main goal is being champion, so he went after Matanza. you know. And we saw what happened there. Pentagon... Got destroyed, so his goal when he comes back is killing Matanza. Mil Muertes' goal is killing Matanza. They destroyed each other, um, but Matanza came out on top again. Mil Muertes was in the coffin, but then Cuerno had to stick his nose in shit. Well, let's get into Muertes. Yes, let's get into Muertes. Wow, Mil Muertes is on your list? 
Okay, I'm not. You gotta Why would Mil Muertes be on your list even at all? Uh, That's one of the stronger points. No, of no, all no. Lucha I would agree with you. I really liked, especially how they started off him on that throne, looking down at everybody, like really intimidating. Yeah, fucking amazing. Yeah, it was great. I, you know, I would have liked to see a little more of that, but I thought I, I, I liked what they did there. Obviously, like I said, he lost the title to lost the title to Phoenix. One half. Uh, but the thing is, he lost another casket match this season. Mm-hmm. I mean, should that be his thing? Like, I guess he's the man of a thousand deaths, so maybe he should be losing the what's under- are, are, Wait, is he going to be resurrected? Uh, okay, is are he you be- defending WWE right now? What's Undertaker? No, is he going to be? Is he going to be? Exactly. Is he going to be resurrected every season? Maybe. Oh, that's so. stupid. I hope he does. He gets really okay, cool. Is masks he going to change context every Because season let me tell you something, Zach. You can't have a resurrection without an erection. Okay. Oh God. Wow. Um, well, I just, I just I think it's goofy if he continues to that. lose like casket matches, which I feel like he should win since he's like Undertaker, but whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe um, you should try wrestling Matanza sometime. I think that's what I this mean, is all I, boiling let's down talk to. A couple other guys real quickly. Quinn, I don't have much on. He's you know, obviously he's up and down. He's basically Dolph Ziggler, which is fine. Um, oh, wow. Fine for you. My least favorite wrestler. He, he is in exactly wrestling. Dolph Ziggler. He was completely demolished at the last episode. I, I agree with Zach on this Sorry, one. Sorry, he point, is totally to Zach. LU's Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> Sorry, uh, he is. I, I would consider him you know, more we'll see, like maybe, maybe Zach Ryder almost. But. No, 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 no. It's Ziggler. Ooh. He's totally on. Hopefully He's totally he had, money with this hopefully one, Hopefully he has a better showing next season. But, you know, he had some good stuff here, I thought. But up and down. Hopefully he doesn't. Oh, Jesus well, Christ, Justin. <laughs> Come on. Uh, let's see. Um, Brian, who's side Mr. Are you Brian on? Cage. Uh, yeah, Cage, I got I no beef I, with Cage. Brian Cage, I thought I had a pretty strong season. Cage doesn't mm. have a first name on the, yeah, on the ground, by the know, way. No, he was one of the more consistently featured guys here. He had a feud mm-hmm. with uh, Johnny Mundo. Uh, he had that brief thing with Chavo. He got the gift of the God's title. He had a really great match with Matanza. Probably my favorite match mm-hmm. with Matanza mm-hmm. so far. Um, yeah, I gotta say, I like I like what they did with Cage this season. They they kept him as a top mid carder, but let him jump to the top of the card the here and there. He ended I up like that. in the exact same spot as he did last season. And well, where else is he gonna go? Again, this is the up. this, this is, is but, my thing. But this is my this is my thing with how many belts there are in Lucha Underground. How do you make him higher up? He got it. He got the gift of the gods. He could have fought Dragon Azteca or something like that. What? No. He should. He deserved a higher profile match on the card. That's all I'm saying. He shouldn't have. You know, he had another match with Mac. This time he lost. Which he I had, like the Mac. Whatever, he had but, Taya. That's his higher profile. But as you know, need. I just I feel like it was just uh, just <laughs> Damn, seemed odd bias. to me. He, just seemed odd to me that he didn't have a higher profile match considering that he's. So you're saying that you think the beefier more wwe ish looking white guy should have gotten a bigger push. Sounds like someone's a little racist. (laughs) Uh, I've got no beef with Cage. But he also said Phoenix, too, in his defense. Cage is always like my second favorite wrestler in almost every match that he's in. And and that's just counting singles matches. That's just an opinion. Uh, (laughs) It just just seemed odd to me that they just shoved him in like the pre-show while it's Malucha, essentially. Um, yeah. Also, I mean, let's. I can get into other things here. Uh, yeah, go for it. I got a lot. I like this because I'm gonna bring uh, up Roman Reigns and John fucking Cena. So go for it, buddy. <laughs> okay, man. Um, I think the the first week of Ultima Lucha this season was uh seems like I read a few recaps of it and and uh, people see they brought up this question like what oh was read the, a few recaps yeah. did you watch it did you okay, watch no it? they brought up this point what was the point of the unique opportunity to tournament they really it served no purpose. It no, just no, made, it, it was, was a lot of fun. It was, just, it was, it was, it was a big, awesome. it was a big tournament saying, for a swerve to give you. In Wagner. terms of it, it made yeah, but it made those guys look weak. Like it took an opportunity away okay. from the havoc. But I gotta say this. And I gotta say this. Don't, he don't, pretty much, you know, you, made you those guys look weak. You can't think about the weakness of the performers in in those regards. 
performers, like, because of the lack of belts, they do this thing with Dario and these unique opportunities, and they throw them out there, and it is a little bit hot-shotting from time to time, but at the same time, the fans of Lucha Underground know that these these gimmicky, fun things are coming. It's the same thing when you hear the No Chance music hit and fucking Vince walks out. You know certain things are going to happen. Hold it's on, the, hold on. This, that's it, what it's. That's the Lucha equivalent. No, but I'm just, but I'm just, saying that I'm right? saying that when Dario comes out and gives unique opportunities, the Lucha Underground fans have come to a certain understanding with these things that they are going to be the matches that are fun matches for the fans. And as soon as he says unique opportunity. You're not necessarily caring if it's going to lead to some bigger title picture or something else. You're caring about the fact that it's going to lead to a one-time, fun, super awesome match. It's going to lead to something like someone getting put through a fucking bar set. Which is hilarious. Which is going to lead to a a new Jack-esque, hardcore rules kind of match with stop signs and shit. That is the whole point of it. That's... That's what the performers get out of it. It's like the performers know that they get to be in what is going to most likely be a fan favorite situation. Man, you know what was fucked up about that? Anything past it. You notice that the fans were eating the candy out of the pinata. That shit was busted over Cage's head, and his ass was fucking bleeding. (laughs) You're eating blood candy. Good job. (laughs) No. Okay. Uh, But but those unique opportunities also give the wrestlers. Or Luchadors. It wasn't something. really unique, though. It was pretty much bullshit. He wasn't planning on really giving it to him. But yeah, Dario, if he would have beat Wagner, he would have got it. He, yeah, it's not. Sorry. It's not. He beat Wagner. Oh, that's another thing. I, don't, I know Wagner is a legend. I'm sure he was well deserving of the accolades. But to debut 50 year old Luchador and then have him squash. You know, some upcoming guys. I don't think that's necessarily the I smartest think, decision. I think that so we've seen that two seasons heat. in a row that Son of Havoc likes to choke at Ultimate but, Lucha. But now, Son of Havoc isn't my favorite guy. I'm just saying in thing. general. Here's, here's, here's the joke on like you. Someone wants to be daughter-in-law. The, of the the presentation of Son of Havoc and DJ even makes comments about this all the time on his Twitter. Is that this guy is supposed to be the ultimate babyface to the point where you almost can't stand how stupidly babyface he is. He's always going to make the babyface choice. He's always going to be in the babyface situation. And he's always going to pay for it in the temple because the temple is no place for that kind of fucking attitude. Yeah, exactly. The temple is going to squash your dreams. The second that that motherfucker said, I'll take the title shot instead of the money. It was like, dude, we love you. You don't belong here. (laughs) <laughs> that was the whole joke. I mean, the whole thing was a joke. It's like, oh, dummy, now you have to get squashed by the 50-year-old luchador because you just did the dumbest babyface thing ever. Yeah, And that's the whole yeah, joke. Yeah, yeah. That will be the joke of the Son of Havoc character for the next five years, and it's going to get him so fucking over. Mm. They keep doing that, and if they do it over and over again, and if they're consistent and have the gumption to stick with it for a long, long time, it's going to be one of the best gimmicks in Lucha Underground, that every time he tries to do something, heroic it's gonna backfire in his fucking face because the temple is vile and he (laughs) had to face the doctor of destruction the surgeon of suffering the proctologist of pain dr wagner jr um this this isn't really much of like a critique i'm just curious most of them weren't let's talk about yes they were critiques uh, let's talk about Tejano, uh, just brief, Tejano. very, very briefly. So he's the he's the AAA mega champ, right? We know a girl that will fucking to fight you, right? So now he's if you say the he wrong should thing, be a big deal, way. right? Why isn't he a big deal in Lucha Underground? Because he's pretty much because he has a title in another company. Okay, See, so then why Zach, is he there? Let me tell you something, Zach. Um, you don't think he's that big of a deal because you have a penis and you're not attracted towards men. <laughs> that does, that's, the ladies in the audience the fucking love Sexano. Okay. He's a, 
he should be treated like a bigger deal, like Del Rio was, like Ray was. If he's the big, big champion of well, wait, a triple A, he barely, I barely feel like I treating see him Del Rio much. like that was a fucking mistake. Because what did Del Rio do? Del, uh, ADR cried. is banging some white girl. I'm just in saying WWE he should be now. more than like a he should he, he should be more than Titus O'Neil in LU. Okay, he should be more than a Titus O'Neil type. Oh shit, Titus okay. O'Neil. He I, was called Tejano. No. Titus O'Neil. Tejano shows up and he kicks yeah, ass and he has. Did he grab Hefe's arm? Too hard or something? Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You're not going to put a belt on Tejano. No, so, not- yes, you can make a big deal out of him. And on commentary, they make a pretty big deal out of him from time to time. He is so fucking over in that temple. Like, yeah, maybe if he comes out against somebody else who's more over, which happens in the temple sometimes, you don't get that pop for him. The but reason dude, it Tejano is, is for him in there. Okay, Justin but that's in this. the temple. The you reason have to think of this with casual viewers. Think logistics, we're Zach. Watch, we're, Triple A wanted him more. You're going to the shows. If Triple A wants the guys, they can't do Lucha Underground appearances, and that kind of fucks things a little okay, bit. Okay, no, I'm sure there's there and, are, there and, are issues and with that. And obviously, here's, not every guy can be pushed. But here's the, here's the reason why. Here's the reason why. Because he is there for a reason. He is there to capture a certain demographic, and that demographic's not you. It's not the American WWE or wrestling fan. He is really there. To capitalize on the Latino female market that exists for him in the United States, which is huge. They know him from AAA. They respect him from AAA. They don't need to see a lot from him to get those eyeballs and those viewers. He's not the guy that's going to win you over. He's not there for I mean, that. They that's don't, fair. They, and I, and, I and so why push him? But if they start pushing him like that, they're wasting that space for someone who will get over with you. Like maybe Morrison or, or Jack Evans or somebody else that is more appealing to an American smarter wrestling fan. Tejano is not there for you. He's just not. He's not there for me either. I have grown to like Tejano a lot more than when he first debuted. When he first debuted, I was kind of like, eh, he is the AAA mega champion. Send him fucking back. I don't care about him. I don't care about God. Alberto Del Rio. Send these Damn, guys out Damn, cold fucking blooded, but, man. But That's Tejano. What did Tejano, he do to you? But Tejano totally won me over because okay, Tejano good, good, wasn't good. there for me. Mm-hmm. They weren't booking him for me. They weren't pushing him towards me. They weren't doing right. anything with Tejano for me. So I had no reason for Tejano to get over with me. Just like what he's saying. There's no reason for this man to like Tejano necessarily. He but, hits people with a fucking bull rope. Man, what do you tell you what? Yeah, that so, match with Daga yeah, put him over yeah. for me. That and was a great match. They gave him they did give him one of those uh video packages to show how yeah, badass he was. The, yeah. the bar fight thing, and, and that's a big deal. Paid off later <laughs> in the season with the bar fight. Yes. Exactly. Well let's well, let me talk. Let's it. uh But Tejano get I'm just saying. If, since you're happens. watching Lucha anyway, stay open to Tejano because I think that you're going to see, yes, he's not going to be at the top of the card in Lucha, which is weird considering he's at the top of the card somewhere else. But at the same time, he's going to start entertaining you more and more. And I think that they are learning what to do with him on the show to make it good and worth it since politically they can't do what they want okay. to put him That's at the fair. top of the card. And it's and it's, it's different. W, Vince can do whatever he wants with these people. You know, you got to look at the fact that Lucha Underground has certain restrictions. Like they have half of this talent that is working in AAA. It's the same thing that we were talking about with Phoenix before. They can't leave the belt on that guy for a long time because they don't know if AAA is going to yank him or if his gimmick's going to yeah. last. It's not. It's not a Lucha gimmick. They That's why I'm so a little much. concerned about Pentagon winning the Latin American title in AAA. But um, you know, we still got you up think until he's season next four. Week? We, we've got season no, four. No, no way. For that. Pentagon's totally going to win next here, week. Man. 
No, like, I don't mean that. I mean, uh, like, by the time season four rolls around, how much are we going to get Pentagon if he's I still I feel like I'm in belt, the temple right now. It's so yeah. I know. There's fucking valid um, promoters sweating Okay, let out. me talk about another... Yeah, turn on the air conditioner, Larry. Another issue I had with Lucha... I mean, this... Maybe they're... I don't know if they're contractual issues with these guys, but why weren't... Uh, Drago and Aerostar like on the season much at all. They were in like three episodes. I counted on Wiki. They were literally wrestled three matches. Yeah, well, they, it was triple A stuff. They weren't in. Okay, it could have been that, Visa stuff. And, and, too, and honestly, we would show up at the temple, and especially after the the push that Drago got the first season, I'm going to agree with this the first one season. It was really weird because we would show up there on the weekends and be like, "Where, where, where's fucking Drago? Where's that, where are yeah. these gimmicks?" Three yeah, episodes. to the point. I, I just figured Aerostar was hurt because he gets hurt. And like he's hurt now. But they didn't just yeah. do this with those guys. Pentagon. They purposely did a kayfabe injury and they kept him out for like half the season. Yeah. He was injured on March 30th, didn't wrestle again to June 8th. He's the most popular guy but in, he, your, in your show. Why would still you got keep segments. him out that long? Yeah, he was, he was still, still on the show and strong Okay, in segments. segments. But he didn't wrestle. I'm just saying it's an odd decision to me to keep I, your most popular it, guy Let's out. put it this way. That's not a fair thing because I know the answer and I can't talk about it right now. <laughs> so I don't care. Okay, if they're gonna do an injury angle, they should have done it later on, so he wasn't out as long. I wanted to see him wrestle more. I didn't get to see there, him wrestle. There are legal reasons that are beneficial to Lucha Underground that they did it. Let's just put it that way. Still okay. Still a problem with this season, in my opinion. Um, oh no, it's this season. You'll you'll find out. You know. Uh, like I said, Agreed. I feel like most of these issues to me. <laughs> Or because season two was shorter than season one. They didn't have enough time to build feuds to me. I don't feel like the builds alts Malucha Dose has been that great. The matches were kind of, they didn't really hype them a well, lot of stuff up okay, until like the okay. last few weeks. But but if we're going to talk length, I'm not going to, I'm not going to dispute that. I think that Lucha Underground pushed really up. hard. The writers were on a long stretch there. They kind of went back to back with a lot of stuff. They went on a long haul. This season was shorter. I don't exactly know why the pickup was for less episodes, but maybe they were trying something out. Keep in mind, this is the first time somebody's trying to do a wrestling TV show in a long time as episodic seasonal television. And season three is longer. But than I will say one. this: I will say this. Everything that you will point out about what is wrong with Lucha Underground uh, being shorter this season, I will say conversely that the fact that WWE especially doesn't take breaks and pushes everybody so hard is way more detrimental and worse to their storylines than anything Lucha Underground no, I agree. is doing they should, with their they scheduling. They should be like an off-season after WrestleMania well, for but a couple and, months. And that's the thing. And that's why I have to give the point to Lucha Underground. Is like, yeah, they may not have ironed out the kinks in season two, but I think it's a far better system so far. Now, they're going to have issues too, like losing talent in the off-season, weird switches and things like that, that they have to deal with and keeping viewers' interest. That's going to be tricky. But at the same time, man, like... You look at WWE going into WrestleMania, like half their fucking roster was out. No, you know? honestly, they no WrestleMania was not a strong WrestleMania. No, it was like one of the worst ones yeah, in, no, in it was weak. 15, 20 years. It was uh, terrible. I went to WrestleMania 2000. That one was pretty bad. Well, that's 15 or 20 <laughs> years. Yeah, it was like Fuck, the worst I one feel, since then. Thanks for making me feel old, Justin. Fuck. Uh. It's just true. So, look, schedule-wise, I got to give that point. I, mm. I can't. I, I got to say that that's, that's a point in the Lucha check mark it still category. made the season weaker just because there were scheduling issues doesn't automatically like i'm just saying it, it still made the season weaker because guys that were prominently featured in the free season just weren't there if you're a casual viewer and you don't know that stuff it just it comes across it doesn't come across well you know there needed to be a reason they weren't there i won't oh. disagree and i will say this i think that some of exactly what you're saying has been addressed by lucha underground 
Okay. You got you got to watch the uh, the missing posters in the police office. Another a thing. More. Another <laughs> another thing. This is just brief. Oh, it's Vampiro. Um, oh God. Oh, don't. Why is his character okay oh, behind no. it? Okay. Okay. He's gonna hear so, this. I'm just telling you right now. He's gonna hear this. Like the very. Be- <laughs> he's already mad. <laughs> Vampiro, if you're listening, much respect, sir. <laughs> uh, okay, but beginning of season, like you have these vignettes. He's cause, like uh-huh. he's a badass. He beats mm-hmm. up dudes. Whatever. He's on medication. Why is as a commentator, his character is so different from that. I know. I guess he's on meds. Right. Which we didn't really see except he in the beginning of the season. He has a split personality. Why but was mankind just, so different from Dude it's just, Love? It's weird it's to me. And I've, you know, it doesn't bother me that much. I just, it's weird. I, and, you know, he's okay as a commentator. I feel I'm like. Sorry, he, you have no sympathy for the mentally I feel Ill. like he, uh, he watches the matches a little too intently sometimes because Striker has to be has to go like, "Hey, Vampiro, what do you think of that?" He goes, "That just happened." Oh, sorry, that man, just I, happened I, this last I'm week. Just, it's I, it's yeah. a subtle thing because when he sees violence, he gets excited. Okay. okay, well, let me pull back the curtain in case you don't know. Vamp is one of the main agents at Lucha Underground, also, and there are times when he'll be sitting there on commentary, and especially one of his matches. He will be watching it slightly differently mm-hmm. than the average commentator would be. I mean, it's actually, more noticeable there. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. It goes back to like when Vince was doing commentary in WWE, and you could see that there were times when it wasn't quite the way that oh. he wanted, where he was like ready to jump out of what his a fucking chair, and and like he starts blowing the commentary, and he doesn't call the moves, and you can tell that Vince is a little bit aggravated with what's supposed to be going on. He didn't That's, know a lot of the moves, especially anyway, especially at the very end of of his commentating run. And you can see that from Vamp. And like we've been there in a temple a few times. You'll see Vamp just jump up out of his seat and like Striker will be on his own for a couple of minutes. And it is it is when you hear it at home a little disjointed yeah. at times. But it's him pumping up the crowd. He's running around getting us to cheer more. And and the thing is, I mean, he's pulling a lot of details because what Vamp really is, is he's the heart and soul of what happens during a taping he really is I no mean, i like vampire no just... no and I'm, I'm not saying you don't i'm just saying i'm agreeing that it's disjointed I'm in a certain way it. but <laughs> but here's what i really like about his character and going into the finale of season one and coming into who knows what we're going to get next week um besides me um <laughs> <laughs> just you thing, justin this just th- you. well you too this thing and maybe byron if he was paying attention this what's, thing what's with happening? vampiro it has you on the edge of your seat wondering if he is going to snap, if he is totally mental. Like, you're asking yourself, as a casual viewer of the product, you're asking yourself, why is this guy keeping it together if he's supposed to be this crazy fucker, if he's supposed to be the maestro? And then you're getting I, these I weird mean, I would segments. Be asking, I would be asking myself that if they actually kind of had a little more vignettes of him having to keep it. They showed it at the beginning of the season with the pills. Did they? Or there's was there anything else? But here, pills is, okay, so isn't this, isn't this crazy to you? So he'll be sitting at the desk. Then the episode goes off the air. Then all of a sudden you see him, and in his lair, dressed up as the crazy vampiro. Then beating the shit out of Pentagon. Okay, yeah, they did that, but I'm... Or you see him getting but Katrina's no, face so you're not seeing, back But you're not seeing where it diverges, right? Right. Yeah. You don't think that's intentional? I mean, I feel like they made it such a thing with the medication at the beginning. They could have cut back to that at some point before last week. Well, the payoff was, the payoff was here. Or and this the, week. Uh, this, again, I think is the difference between what you get in a WWE and what you're getting here in Lucha Underground, where these guys are doing something to to get a reaction out of you much much later than you would expect normally. all right well that was kind ahead, of the ahead. uh 
the main stuff I had on Lucha Underground in terms of my oh. booking. Like I said, I'm a writer like Casey. We went to the same school. Uh, uh, I got a higher degree just so you people know. It hasn't helped me very much. <laughs> Still an MFA. Damn. I, I, MFA I, in screenwriting point, is point really Zach. pointless. So is a BA, honestly. Let's, All right. let's not mince words. Um, Here's, so so okay. before so, you get into WWE. I'm saying... I'm saying as a writer, these kind of booking issues probably bug someone like me maybe more than a casual viewer, but I still think having wrestlers kind of disappear for long periods of time, stretches, I don't think having Pentagon out that long was necessarily smart. I obviously said there's some background back, you know. Well, no, I mean, look, there, it doesn't matter. If there's, there's reasons um, for everything, and if you don't like it when you see it on TV, you don't like it. You know, and I, that's, I and that's good, always a problem. I, I, I know a lot of people think season one is stronger, and I'm just trying to say I want a season, I want season three to be the best one. So uh, it, it is. is. Yeah. Okay. It's like, honestly, it's no brainery to even say it with no spoilers at all. I just saying, I felt like they had to rush a couple of things like, and not get into full. I, it's like I, the Mortis thing. I compare the Puma thing. They kind of just skimmed season, on those to me. Season three of Lucha underground is going to be like 1997 for ECW. Yeah. It's going to be on that level. It's yeah. going to, it's going to be something that Agreed. is a legacy in wrestling for a long, long time that people look back to and say, you know, there's going to be a whole new generation. It's going to be like, damn, that's when I started liking wrestling. I do think you guys should look more into what other people are responding. Cause you guys go to the tapings. You're really part of the community. And I know it's no, like no, to be part at, of a I wrestling community like says. that, I do. you know, but it's not necessarily getting as, you know, positive feedback from everybody. And I think you need to, you know, they yeah, need to but look see, at the problem saying. is the problem is that but obviously I go, they have I, a niche I, audience. I look, I look at what you know? these other people are saying, and then these are the same people that are trying to tell me that Bailey is going to be over on the main roster like she is in NXT, <laughs> and then I turn it off, and then I'm just like, this person doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about, Bailey? and that's and that's that's my problem. You know, there and believe me, we are hands down the most realistic show about lucha underground that's out there because a lot of other people and god bless them i listen to all of them they will mark out to the the point of of being blind to the faults in lucha underground that's not Suck us. it feels that's definitely not us. no i'm just kidding um <laughs> but and there's other ones that are way worse than than the heels no I no see they actually feel that way though they're not no it's totally delusional right and, and the heels have a reason to be you know, more into the product than a lot of people because they've met and they talked to and interviewed so many of these guys. They're not going to be I thought mad you were going to say or, because they're paid shills no, for the show. No, no, but, but, but they are in, in the fact that they're paid in love and respect to a certain extent that other people haven't gotten by the fact that they were the first, like, Lucha-only dedicated podcast. Yeah. They're going to have a certain love awesome. for the product yeah. and, and talk about the product a different way with a certain reverence that the rest of us don't need to be afforded. No, and time, Urban wouldn't be watching wrestling if it wasn't for Lucha Underground. Correct. He said that a million correct. times. Correct. I wouldn't be either. I wouldn't be yeah, either. Yeah, I probably wouldn't extent. be either, really. But And that's and, and that's the difference with, with Casey, us. Casey, would you be watching people. it if Pentagon Jr. was not there? I've asked him this question because Pentagon I don't, could I'm not, go away. Yeah, I'm not sure you would, my friend. No, I would because I like other people there. Pentagon's my favorite, but, you know. You would not I, watch it religiously. I, I watched, doubt you would go to all the tapings. I watched AAA religiously before Pentagon Jr. was even a character. We'll find out. You know how? You know what the easy test is? <laughs> Pentagon. Pentagon's fighting for the belt next week. Okay. If, by some strange fucking coincidence, Pentagon loses, if Casey stops watching or keeps watching after that, that'll be the that'll test never. of his resolve. That will never fucking oh, happen. Do you, want, do you guys want to get into I, WWE? Gotta, do you want to do this? On there. I, I do. do. But first, first, 
I Casey, only got a couple things I need to say about WWE. I want to know. Well, I want to know why I watch WWE. I want to know what what mm-hmm. your why you watch Lucha. I'm, before we get into WWE, before we leave the Lucha part of this, tell hey, me Bado. why Lucha is great to you. Why why this man should think <laughs> that Lucha is better than WWE? Okay, see, I've been a I've been a Lucha Libre fan before I was a Lucha Underground fan, and that that's not the same for everybody, but. Uh, what attracts me to Lucha Underground is seeing luchadors fuck each other up in fucked up situations. I think wrestling shouldn't be like a couple pretty boys fucking tickle butting in the ring. <laughs> I think to to use a phrase from J Man, I think You did use it. I, I think that wrestling should be too fucking crazy looking dudes that I could not see walking down the street or in an underwear catalog and they should be wanting to do fucked up things to each other and doing those fucked up things for my entertainment. I want to watch wrestling and I want to see some shit that I've never seen before or just like, I, I don't know. There's There's been some matches that I've been to and I, I, I can't go to a wrestling match and enjoy it unless I feel like I'm going to get killed by the wrestlers now. Yeah, but you're a masochist, Casey. Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> but honestly, that's who Lucha Underground's for. I mean, it's... No, it's not for the, the eight-year-old kids. It's Can I just say I'm part of the reason that on television they portray the crowd as a bunch of bloodthirsty savages? You were the one of the first bloodthirsty savages. And <laughs> I fucking love that. Because, yes, I was chanting for Pentagon to break Sexy Star's arm. I just want to clarify there. I honestly, I'm, I'm honestly going to say this. I think if it were not for you and J-Ray and a couple other people, I do not think Pentagon would be as over as he is, period, in I don't all know. of America. I, don't, I know you don't want to give yourself credit for it. See, I'm giving you credit for it because... He I was think, selling shirts before I was even there. I, and I get that. And, and the Paros de Mall thing was great. And, and, and he, I'm not saying he's not over, but if you look at where he is in Mexico compared to where he is in Lucha Underground right now... There is something extra to it. It is the fucking temple that put him mm-hmm. over and the loudest motherfuckers in the temple screaming his name and wearing his shit yeah, right maybe. in the front goddamn row were you and J-Ray for that fucking Andy. first season and we've, Byron on occasion. We've yeah. got something special for next week. Oh, uh, did, you, did you come out with some shit? I actually saw a little tease of some of that on, on tonight or this week's episode. Yeah. You uh, could see it right in the opening shots. There's a few of the uh, oh, signs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, my, I'm really proud of my Pentagon Matanza <laughs> yeah. sign. Look look <laughs> he, for us. You used uh, like five permanent red ink markers. You saw us a little I bit did. this week. We're right in the front row on the Dario side at the bottom of the steps. Yeah, uh, that's where we'll be next week, too. Yeah, I think... Lady J saw us, or somebody saw us, and was like, "Oh shit!" There's the whole fucking MMM show and yeah, heels and everybody. It was lucha clicktastic. That was the best one where all of us got to sit yeah. right in the fucking. Front. No, you know what? It sucked because Urban wasn't there. Urban oh, was the only one yeah. though. Like Jimmy even said, Missed he sat him. on our side that day. Fucking Vic, yeah, other Vic, everybody was fucking there. It was amazing. That yeah. was the way to, to me. That's the way the crowd should be every time. It should be us plus Urban. And and maybe Zach can Johnny on one side with uh, the Rosas' family, and then the other you know, side should be all honestly those though. I kind of like sitting on the side where the commentators are now because I don't get fucking slammed into every time someone does a run in. Oh, because that kind of happens. That's the best one. All right, so WWE. Um, <laughs> I think we're all agreed it's not that good, and that's the end of the show for yeah. the Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. All right.
All right. Go ahead. Uh, let me tell you why I watch WWE, mm. WWE, and there's a very good reason for that. I want to have sex with Roman Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> He's not editing out of the show. If, if you keep pausing, I'm going to keep putting stuff like that in there. Okay, so let me take you back, uh, gentlemen, to January 22nd, 2005. The day I started watching wrestling. No, January. I had pretty much uh, stopped watching WWE at this point. I was about fourteen. I wasn't really interested in the product. Jesus Christ, world. Yeah. You know, I thought I was debating Casey. Is, I got, I got stuff on you, Byron. So I would stop that. I, you're the reason I challenged you guys. So get ready. I love this song. Underhanded tactics here. This is not fair. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, so I'm gonna talk over this. So yeah, so it's 2005. It wasn't really interested in these products. You don't have it in a, in your headphones right now. Really fucking loud. It's good though. It's alright. I I got them later on for saying some pretty stupid shit. So, <laughs> so do we every week. I, yeah. How fucking long is this song? No, I like. You guys, you guys know I, I'm like not a Roman Reigns fan, right? So sounds like lies. Why are you wearing a shirt? It's not a shirt. It's a vest. He's wearing a vest. But I don't think I don't, I don't think Reigns is bad. To be fair. Oh man, what were you saying? Believe okay. that. So. January 22nd, 2005, 2005, 14. I didn't uh, watch WWE that much. I kind of dropped out of the product. I wasn't really interested in what they were doing. But my dad had discovered a little SoCal indie promotion uh, that was based out of Los Feliz. And uh, he said, hey, let's look like they're doing some fun stuff. Let's go there. That promotion is called Pro Wrestling Guerrilla, otherwise known as PWG. It is part of this debate. Hmm. So I went, so January 22nd, my first PWG show. Mm -hmm. And, uh, what PWG did is it introduced me to a lot of uh, truly amazing wrestlers. Mm-hmm. On this first show, like Brian uh, Cage. I was first introduced to a guy uh, like a known shit. as uh, the American Dragon. Never heard he of him. He fought uh, Chris Hero. Uh, no, some fat guy. American Chris Dragon is, uh, is known by a couple other names. Mm-hmm. One being Brian Danielson, the other being the yes man himself, Daniel Bryan. I saw him in front of like 200 people maybe in 2005. Mm-hmm. I saw okay. him in the NWA Hollywood about 10 people. Maybe. Wait, so you like Daniel Bryan? Of course. And then isn't this one of the guys that went to WWE and had one of the shortest careers known to man because the product pretty much ate him up and chewed him up a, and spit uh, him out? Remember when Kane be, was stalking happened, him and he couldn't change a tire? That happened on the indie scene when he hit a bunch of concussions from WWE and he had a shit ton of concussions. It was not WWE that sound, ended his career. Smart. And he had a pretty long, he had a good run there. Doesn't he use and he a composting one of the best toilet? WrestleMania moments ever. So let's get back on track, guys. Didn't he marry a Bella twin? Okay, PWG. Fast okay. forward another year later. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I remember another card. This card was amusingly called Card Subject to Change 2. Mm-hmm. That first show was actually Card Subject to Change 1, the first one. But I saw a bunch of other wrestlers there. Uh, one Fergal Devitt, one El Generico, uh, an AJ Styles, a Kevin Steen, a Mr. Claudio Castagnoli. 
what do these guys have in common? They're all in the WWE now. If you told me oh. 10 years ago those guys would be in the WWE, oh, no one would have believed you. El Generico except maybe, isn't in except, WWE. No, guys. no. Generico, Generico. I stand with second. Generico is, uh, bless his soul, still in Mexico tending to orphans over there. So Actually, Kevin well. Steen told me he died. Yeah. He's, he's not dead. It was like out of the movie The Outsiders. He was yeah. pulling orphans out of a burning building. I didn't interrupt you guys. <laughs> I think I've been interrupted a few times. Oh, keep going. Keep going with your list of jobbers. I, I said guys, Casey. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Point keep. Sec. Keep. Uh, that's a really long list of jobbers you have there. Oh yeah. It was John Cena in PWG or Roman Reigns. They're not um, jobbers. A, AJ Styles is a very. I'm just high saying. Level ten jobber. years ago, except for, except for He's maybe a JTTS. except no, for maybe like Styles is ex- a TNA talent. Except for maybe Claudio. No one. At those shows, thought any of those guys would ever be in WWE. So to see guys that I saw right in front of me with like a very small crowd, this was when they were at the Jewish Community Center, not uh, American Legion Hall where they are now, where they're but why like would the, you want to see them in WWE? Because that's they, like a curse. That it is, is that curse. is my question. It is also. guys that have worked their ass off to make it in the industry, and they've reached. But see, and and this might be the difference between the lucha fan and where you're coming from, because. My my thought is, man, I'm seeing some of the best up and coming talent in the world right now. When I watch Lucha Underground, I'm going, God dang it! I hope these guys never fucking end up in WWE. And that's how like, I feel when, when I watch NXT. When the started about yeah. it, I was like, oh fuck, they're gonna take Ricochet. That sucks. I would rather him stay here. You know, like I don't I, see I the don't thing is, all those guys I mentioned, they're all doing really well. They're like in big feuds. Mm. They're prominently featured. They're and in are the they card. are was... they as entertaining to you in WWE? Daniel Bryan included. Are they as entertaining to you there as they were in PWG? hundred uh, percent. What lies? A hundred percent. Fallacy. Sammy would, fucking would... Zane, really? Cesaro, job guy. Cesaro has done stuff in WWE. Honestly, he's been better than what I, I saw from him on the indie scene. Way, he's been he's improved immensely I, since I say his this, indie days. I, I the Kings of Wrestling, time. Zach. The Kings he's, of he's Wrestling. Impro- he's gotten better. I, I say this all the time, and Jimmy and I talked about this last week too. Is that I think Cesaro. I feel so bad for Cesaro in WWE right now because he's so awesome. He is I, awesome. The crowd loves think, him. Yeah, and, but, and I think what the brand slit is going to help guys like him. Oh, God, no. And and the thing to me is that like on the indies or Japan or even Ring of Honor, anywhere else, Cesaro would be so fucking over. I know he needs he the is over. paycheck. No, he's Do not you, over. He's yes, he tolerated. Is. Everyone loves him. He gets big cheers every time he comes uh, out. No, they, they like the uppercut, and you like the big swing. But so does, so like does John Cena. I don't know. I feel like Roman he's stuck Reigns. in a rut there when he's never going to get any more than how, he's getting How often right do you now. watch WWE? Yeah, uh, you know. Right now, weekly. Let's, let's put it this way. I have been watching wrestling for 30 years. And this Damn, year... This year or last year was the year that I said, Fuck you, WWE. I'm done. Well, you picked the right.